0: Warning, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based on psychic impressions and true life events that may be potentially frightening and or disturbing to some viewers. Any of the information that is shared in this production should not replace the advice of medical professionals and is intended for general purposes only. Viewer discretion is advised. Hey Chastity. Yes? What's the name of this recording? Whoops did I do that? <laughs>
1: y'all know where that's from? Um, I know where it is. Let's from. see if people can guess like I kind of don't even want to tell y'all I just want people nah. in our posts. Let them guess. Yeah y'all tell me where that's from one more time.
0: Did I yeah. do that? And then we'll see did what I happens. Did I do that? for some context i gotta we gotta give a little context though
1: oh yeah for sure
0: like if you bump into something and you knock shit over did i do that
1: Yep. and i used it in the context for what we're going to be talking about today we are going to be talking about (laughs) dreams and astral experiences so things kind of happen crazy in dreams we all know that And astral experiences as well. We're going to talk about the difference between just normal dreams and lucid dreams and astral experiences and kind of some of our experiences, spooky and not. We tend to have more, I tend to have more spooky experiences than I do actually positive experiences and dreams. But anyways,
0: we're going to get into all of that. And... first. We would like to tell you that we're two psychic mediums who specialize in paranormal.
1: (laughs) And our purpose is to shed light on what goes bump in the night. That's why we call this podcast...
0: Lights at Midnight.
1: Lamp. Ding. Lamp fam.
0: All
1: right. Well, I don't know if we really have any big announcements this week, but I will just go ahead and say... If you haven't seen our promo for the Haunted Hensdale House, you can go check that out. We have linked up with them, Daniel Klass, he's the owner, and they are trying to restore the Haunted Hensdale House to keep it all in tip-top shape for people to come and investigate. So if you're interested in helping support that cause, you can visit our link in our show's description or on any of our socials and on our link tree, you can find the information there and get 10 percent off of your order and we will be having some merch to show off very soon guys so stay tuned for that and emily is there any other special announcements that we would like to share besides my birthday being tomorrow i'm gonna be 21 y'all 21 for like the uh 15th time okay that's been i was gonna say
0: you wish
1: (laughs) yeah it's definitely an inside joke (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's definitely inside joke so for like even my birthday cakes through you know since i've turned 21 they uh have had 21 on them they will put 21 happy 21st birthday it's just the inside thing but anyways those that know me will know so (laughs) we're gonna go ahead and jump into this week's experiences so emily what have you what kind of shit you've been through this week girl let me let me hear it
0: well, so, okay, I was at Paracon on Saturday. Whee. Oh, yeah. It was a clusterfuck. <laughs> there were 3,000 people there. Um, and I went around, did some networking, but I found a particular booth that was interesting. And I was talking with them and they, I guess, hold the uh, tours for the Crescent Sanatorium. Gotcha. And they were trying to figure out, they were talking through like the entity that they encountered, and they were trying to figure out what it was. And I tried to help identify what it was without actually going there. But because I can remote view, which we'll be talking about, um, <laughs> um, I could identify it, and I believe there's a bunch of shit there. But the main thing that they were focusing on was I believe it to be a thought form entity that was pretty much created by the collection of all the negative energy that was there. And it created a nasty looking entity. I bet.
1: Yeah, places Mm -hmm. like that are super freaking freaky.
0: And it's really interesting because I don't know if we have any Buffy the Vampire Slayer fans, but if you are someone like me who watched every single episode every, like, year, <laughs> um, there's this episode towards, like, the middle, I think, of the series where it's, like, where her mother starts getting sick and, like, the bad guy Glory and then like, there's this est- extraterrestrial situation and then there's this thing... That is climbing on the ceiling of her mother's bedroom. That alien-looking thing. Well, that's what it looked like in the Crescent Sanatorium. Oh, I watched some
1: of Buffy, but I'm not familiar with what you're talking about. But now I've got to go find out. So, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah, that'll be that'll be done soon. (laughs) Yes, that's crazy. mm
0: -hmm. I mean, there's other things there but the main sure. thing the main thing that they were talking about was that so
1: yeah and i mean a place like that it gets all kinds of emotions and generally they're not always very good emotions so these emotions mm-hmm. translate guys and causes you know a lot of things to happen plus you have to think about like when people's souls like split like you when they say you lose a piece of your soul that actually happens to people and Mm -hmm. stuff so that's how you have um partly residual energy too i mean it's a part of it there's more to it than that but that's one way you can have residual energy but a lot of times these parts of the souls have consciousnesses too like in a way it's kind of weird it's like uh, consciousness of the emotion. So if it's anger, then you're going to have, you could have like an angry spirit, but it's literally just a piece of somebody that they've left behind. You have a lot of that in places like this. And then mm-hmm. it can like cluster fuck together and make one epic <laughs> weird ass entity. I know that sounds strange, but I mean, it's to me and yeah. through my research and everything, it's fucking facts. So.
0: I would also like to say, too, that there are guardian spirits there protecting them as they're doing the tour for people. And as they're doing their investigations. So that's yay. But, like, when you have big places like that, they're tense because they know that people are going to be there and they want to protect them. So, like, where I was at for the Pennhurst Asylum for the convention, it was outside but there were also guardian spirits around making sure people were okay.
1: That's so interesting because um, that's what I saw like it was almost like at each building they had these big um spirits like they were golden kind of mm-hmm. and they uh well this is what they appeared to be to me when you were telling me that and I was like hmm there's so many people there that you know the energy is they have enough energy to go around that they're not going to show out I guess you could say but it being outside mm-hmm. but I saw guardian spirits like standing um in the building like two or three on each side of the long part of the building that's what I saw
0: mm-hmm. cool. yep yeah it was it was a neat experience. Um, there. of course you have, you know how you have the vendors and stuff. Well, some of the vendors brought, you know, they're haunted dolls. Some of them were haunted. Some of them were not. But I remember going to this one booth and I got an immediate headache and I'm like, "Mm," and I told the guy, I'm like, there's some residual energy, like negative residual energy on one of these dolls. And I was trying to pinpoint it. He's like, I know which one it is. It's this one. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But, yeah, it was a fun time. Heck yeah. So, tell the folks who you met, or who you got to see while you were there. I got to meet Huckleberry from Mountain Monsters. It was Ghost Hunters, and there was um, Kindred Spirits, which is with Chip, which was the show I missed because... The people running the convention merged all the lines together. So those with VIPs and regular passes were mingled in a long line that took, you know, some people even a few hours to get through. Yeah, that's Which so was crazy. ridiculous. And, and then they eventually split them up. Yes. Oh, wow. That's then cool. when we got to the tickets, that's when they kind of split them but they did it for the bags and and then eventually they did kind of split it towards the end but it was like by then I already waited over an hour
1: yeah that's crazy so like that was um no offense guys to the people that were hosting it but being an event planner your flow of intake of people and your flow of people in the event it has to be like um yeah it has to be pristine because we actually when we went to one of the big concerts they have out here they used to be called the carolina rebellion and then they called it the epicenter and they moved it to the rockingham county speedway and like it took us two or three hours because the roads to get in or not they're just country roads they're not meant for all of that shit so we ended up missing a bunch of bands and all that kind of stuff and then when we got out there it was similar story it was rough and that's the hardest part of large events like that
0: i will give them props though they did have a lot of porter potties enough for everybody literally
1: that's really important because i mean when we were out there we camped out and they only had two in the whole campground near close by and they didn't have enough hand
0: sanitizer
1: yeah i ain't gonna i just made my own like portable toilet for my freaking uh <laughs> tent
0: yeah yeah
1: so that yeah done with all that i wasn't about to go up in there because everybody was trashed and all that but anyways mm-hmm. it's not the same type of event
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah <clears throat> those big metal yeah. concerts then, get wild yeah you get mosh pits and shit people get hurt
1: sometimes
0: yes mm-hmm. uh, and then, like in my office, I literally had this feeling. I think I was talking to you, and I don't know if I brought this up in the last episode or not, or if it happened afterwards, but I'm sitting here at my desk, and all of a sudden, you know how that, like when a light bulb, like busts because it's like done? Yes. Well, I had that feeling right in front of my face, like a light bulb exploded in my face. It was so fucking weird.
1: That was crazy, but you know what it was? It was spirit telling you that we need our light bulb plushies and our fucking t-shirts. That's what it was. It was
0: was spirit telling me to close the fucking (laughs) portals I made in my office by accident. I'm just picking.
1: (laughs) I still want them damn plushies. All right, but anyway, sorry.
0: Anyways, Chastity, do you have any experiences?
1: Well, yes. Yes, I do. I have quite a few experiences this week, but I'm just going to kind of talk about... Some crazy shit, that's just a little bit about what's been happening to me and how it translated over into my this week's experience. So, for the past couple weeks, I guess you could say, I've been more interested in, I mean, I already kind of like travel, obviously, kind of know. I travel to my clients' homes to kind of see what's there energetically. And I've talked about this before several times, especially with my last client. And uh, this situation involves the client that I've been telling you about every week. Um, I've ended up picking up another client and some readings and stuff. been very, very busy, especially with getting my website and everything going. Well, my client messages me at like 3:30 in the morning because the Lord knows I'm up. And she's starting to see stuff again. But energetically, I', I kind of I've I moved forward, but let me backtrack real fast. So I've been really working with projecting healing energy, uh, basically kind of like remote Reiki in a way, but kind of not. It's a little different. And I've been doing this kind of stuff for a bit, but it's starting to shift and change because I've learned how to integrate like my light energy more concentrated in my hands. So what I would normally project, uh, visualize and project just with my I guess you could say my mind I'm doing it still with my mind and visualizing of course but I've integrated the light more into my hands and I'm actually using that when I do my client stuff like I've sealed some portals this week and it's not just it's not as simple as that it's a lot more to it but I've sealed some portals this week and I've done all kinds of stuff like that energetically well my client contacted me at 3:30 yesterday morning and the thing had come back, and interestingly enough, it come back on the new moon, which is the darkest night of the lunar cycle, um, and I was, you know, just kind of hopeful that everything would be fine, you know, well, the person that actually physically came in to cleanse her home, she also says she also saw an older man spirit, like an earthbound spirit, which kind of felt bad for him but then you know i realized later on that he had to go you know but she didn't try to make him go we were more fo- for- for- focused we were focused on this fucking entity that was like literally um <laughs> yeah forking freaking forking freaking
0: you're starting to be like me damn i know right <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> we were focused on that more so than this other thing well, she's been seeing like um, basically like dead people because she sees with her eyes. She's been seeing the dead folk like looking over at night and it's not been that big a deal. She's been able to keep everything away and all that kind of stuff up until like I said again, the new moon. Well, um, when she messaged me, you know, I've been seeing like that dark shadow thing and we're, we're assuming that this thing has been able to come back in and or and or the old man spirit that was just like all innocent and stuff where she didn't make him leave and I've kind of ignored him something slipped through the cracks so um yeah she started getting touched again it's not as it it's not the same energy it don't even feel like the same energy it's almost mimicking but she's also in between this so and this actually goes into what we're talking about today she goes in between this like awake and a sleep state like we've talked about before where you can kind of you know you start to be more sensitive to spirit you'll see visions or I mean this happens just sometimes as soon as personally for me as soon as I close my eyes I might see something scary or I might end up going somewhere and doing something I mean I'm talking about being awake half asleep like in that moment well this is kind of when that stuff's happening to her and then it intensified over the last couple days and it's really um She's seen it more with her eyes. Well, I saw that figure standing by our door, and she said she saw the old man peek his head around the corner like for real, for real. And I'm like, that's it. I've had enough. So what I did was I went in, and I said, this is kind of exploratory, so I'm going to be moving energy around about your house. I'm going to put up a big orb around you, which I've done but I'm doing it with hand motions and kind of breath work and stuff like that now to clear out the house instead of just visualizing it. And it's so much more powerful for me. I've realized to do it that way to get things gone. And, you know, we're on the phone, well, messenger the whole time. So I start working with her, visualizing her on her bed, putting the ball of light around her, clearing out the room. And i I literally see that thing in my mind's eye run to her daughter's room and her daughter's grown, but she's, you know, she's still, I call her a child, but she's in her twenties, young twenties, and she's still at home. But um, I literally see this thing run down the hallway and go into her room. And then all of a sudden her daughter starts having like a coffin spell and I'm like, Oh hell no! Nah. So I had went in there and um, worked with her energy and I felt like the blockage starting at her solar plexus up to her throat chakra so I ended up pulling all of that out of her putting the light around her and everything and clearing out the room I haven't cleared the house we're going to do that tomorrow that is kind of experimental but I'm really working on trying to do 100% remote clearings and learning how to potentially do a form of Reiki I guess you could say um which I would like to have training for at some point, but because uh, I've been doing it, just not trained Reiki. So yeah, as soon as I started moving those, um, energetic—I call them like they're kind of like energetic tubes. Everything's different energetically when you're moving something out of somebody's solar plexus and all those, you know, chakra points. Um, literally 15 seconds, and I didn't tell my client exactly how I was doing it she literally messaged me 15 seconds later and said she just stopped coughing. Now, I mean, this all happened within a minute, so it's not like over 15 minutes she's having a coughing fit. No, and I mean, coincidental, maybe, but she said she's been doing this, and I watched this thing run in that room, and it's almost like it's affecting her, her daughter, because this old man supposed earthbound spirit is like really around her daughter i keep trying to avoid saying their names for privacy and stuff but uh, yeah it was quite interesting and then she saw nothing else for the rest of the night after i had a bout with what i did with it and i'm not going to share that quite yet or here or maybe i don't know i might not share it at all but i got rid of it from upstairs so i've got to do the full house tomorrow it was just really interesting how it happened and how i was able to go through and do all that but i've been dealing with some spooky things this week for sure i don't know if that sounds super spooky to everybody else but it really really is mm-hmm. this case this is i mean it could you could make a movie out of this stuff you really could mm-hmm. it's pretty pretty crazy
0: hashtag hollywood hire us
1: yeah i'm good i don't i mean i I find somebody to play me and then i'll uh help y'all write the stories actually and then, yeah and, me yeah.
0: too
1: yeah that's what i want to do um i definitely would do something like that but maybe i don't know depends maybe not hollywood indie film i'll take an indie film or indie <laughs> indie person but yeah i think that's all i'm going to share um for this week i think that's it. Rad. All right, guys, so we're going to go ahead and jump into the meat for today. The meat of the subject is dreaming. So we're going to start off with just basic dreaming. We all know what dreams are, but we're going to talk a little more in depth about them. So dreams are a series of thoughts, images, and sensations that occur in the mind during certain stages of sleep. They can be vivid and realistic or they can be strange and fantastical. Dreams can be about anything from everyday events to far-fetched fantasies. Dreams are thought to be caused by the brain's activity during sleep because when we sleep, our brains are still working. And they are processing information pretty much constantly and from the day. So our brains never really truly sleep. This process can sometimes lead to dreams, naturally. Dreams can be a way for our brains to make sense of the world around us. They can also be a way for us to process our emotions and to work through difficult experiences. I concur. They are thought to be caused by a number of factors, including brain activity, emotions, and memories. Brain activity during sleep is different from brain activity when we are awake. During sleep, the brain is more active in certain cases, such as the areas that are responsible for visual imagery. The increased brain activity is thought to be one of the factors that causes dreams. Dreams can also be a source of creativity and inspiration. Emotions can also play a role in dreams. Dreams are often more vivid and emotional than our thoughts when we are awake. This is because our emotions are often heightened during sleep. Hmm. Interesting. Got something, a little side note on that. That makes a lot of sense because if your emotions are heightened during your dreams then that means things like to come in and take that energy from you and that's why Mm
0: -hmm.
1: even when we do this work you know we can be protected all day long through the stuff that we do but the moment that our head hits the pillow and we start to transition we have things happen to us like and we see things or we're not as protected during you know Our sleep times, we are, but it's a little different, and that's why I always tell my clients, even when you get rid of the stuff, when you've had basically like an attachment issue, which can be a variety of things, because the word attachment gets, you know, there's all kinds of meanings for different people for that, but you still have that bond. You still have that. It's kind of like a bond. It's like an energetic string or whatever. And they, when they can't attack you in the physical or however they were doing it, they come during your most vulnerable time, which is not on the toilet. It is when you are asleep.
0: (laughs) Unless you're on the toilet asleep.
1: Exactly. Which sometimes may happen depending on your situation. (laughs) memories can also play a role in dreams dreams often feature people places and things that we have experienced in our waking lives this is because our memories are stored in our brains and they can be accessed during sleep so this is why you have things happen like flashbacks to things sometimes that's repressed and Mm -hmm. stuff can kind of play with that too in a way some people dream more than others. I know people that don't dream at all sometimes, which is crazy to me. The yeah. amount of dreaming that people do varies depending on their age, their sleep habits, and their overall health. And it also uh, can depend on if you take medications and stuff too. So things like Benadryl can cause crazy ass dreams. And then something, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. And sometimes things, you know, can cause you not to dream at all. So that's very important for somebody that. As we get through this episode and we start talking about astral projection and stuff, that's something to take in consideration that if you're on a certain medication, it might not go so well. And that's because, you know, it changes you at an atomic level and the stuff in your body. But anyways, there are many different theories about what dreams mean. Some people believe that dreams are a way for our subconscious minds to communicate with us. Others believe that dreams are simply a way for our brains to process information and to rest. There is no one right way to interpret dreams the meaning of dreams can vary very true <laughs> depending on a person and the context of the dreams however there are some general themes that can be found in dreams these themes often include fear dreams about being chased attacked or falling are common these dreams can be a way for us to process our fears and anxi- and anxieties desire dreams about love sex and money are also very common these dreams can be a way for us to explore our desires and work through our fantasies yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i guess <laughs> it's true though because you sometimes you have just these crazy dreams that you never thought you'd have you're like how the fuck did i end up in that situation which we can actually cover that topic at another time because i think it's interesting you know because we're just getting to the the goods here but it's interesting to uh, explore things that can happen to people in dreams too that are kind of weird and you can actually work yourself out of that because sometimes it can be nasty negative things that cause that
0: mm-hmm.
1: might not be just your desires and fantasies it might be somebody something else causing that to happen because I've okay. been in situations like that that you know it's like what is this who is this and why are you trying to touch me you know and then turn around and walk away so that's important to to understand when we get a little deeper into dreams and stuff so loss dreams about death dying and loss are often difficult to deal with these dreams can be a way for us to process grief and loss and growth Dreams about transformation, rebirth, and new beginnings are often positive. These dreams can be a way for us to explore our potential and to work towards our goals. Dreams can be a valuable source of information and insight. Absolutely. They can help us to understand ourselves better and to work through our challenges. If you're interested in learning more about dreams, there are many resources and available, but you can also just contact me or M or the both of us and we both have a very good ability to interpret dreams in an intuitive way, so not not just we can kind of see what you're experiencing. So that's part of the services that we offer separately, and we'll be offering together. So just saying, just shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, ways that you know you can kind of, I guess, how would you say this? Express your dreams like Emily does. She does this like religiously and i wish i had the motivation as soon as i opened my eyes to be able to do this so i admire you for it but you can ways you can kind of keep up with everything is to keep a dream journal um you can do it on your phone beside your bed and just write down what you can remember because it's interesting to be able to go back through and see you know she does it a lot for i think you do it for pretty much everything you have experiences with right
0: yeah, so I do dream journals and astral experiences because yeah. sometimes you can't tell the difference until you write them down.
1: Makes sense, yeah. Um, it's a little different for me because we are going to talk about, you know, how me and her experience it similar like in a similar way and differences because me and her have different types of astral experiences. But um, in a way, sometimes we have them similar, but she's got a whole like crew over there she goes with mm-hmm. i don't even never know who i'm rolling with over there it's just whoever comes along
0: you see me rolling they <laughs> yeah
1: exactly but yeah definitely keep a dream journal and um another way to like kind of help you like dream more is having a regular sleep schedule so and it makes your sleep cycle more regular and then it does say you want to avoid caffeine and alcohol before bed. I mean, I know people get a nightcap sometimes out of their liquor cabinet, whatever, you know. Just, But you don't want to be completely twisted before you go to bed and expect a dream because it might not happen.
0: <laughs> you know what's really funny I just thought about it right now? What's that? My mom used to tell me, don't eat too late because you'll have bad dreams. Oh, yeah, I've
1: definitely, I remember hearing that too growing up it's okay. interesting though let's I always like sometimes have a snack before bed which is not good Thank I know you. but <laughs> oh well my blood sugar is either and my blood sugar never gets high but it gets low so sometimes I just have to have a snack before bed because i wake up dizzy so but I still dream fine and caffeine well I drink caffeine all day long but it does kind of hinder you sometimes from dreaming
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and then you want to always have a bedtime routine like create a relaxing space so even spiritual practices for me um i generally will light a candle before i go to sleep not every single night but if i feel like i need to for whatever reason that may be or what i want to you know try to you know i guess induce uh dreams or a lot of times i have downloads while i sleep too so i'll light candles just to especially if i've been working on a case or something it's just helpful for me It's just what i like to do and take naps during the day and it can help boost your sleep quality at night and you will more likely remember your dreams so you won't be too tired of course dreaming is a natural part of sleep and it is a way for our brains to process information um, throughout the day that we pick up so And again, they're great for intuition and you can look back on your dreams and you can kind of figure out what's going on in your day-to-day life. And it's always fun to be able to share those dreams with your friends like me and Emily do. (laughs) So Emily, do you want to add anything about basic dreams before I move on to like lucid dreaming?
0: Yeah, I think it's important to note that Not everybody's symbolism is going to be the same. Like, they have books in psychology that interpret your dreams. But when I... Like, I have a few books myself. And I feel like, yeah, sure, maybe you can do a one-size-fits-all kind of thing. But at the same time, like, when you have your own psychic symbols, to me, it's the same. It's not going to be the same for everybody. So, like, some people are afraid of bugs... For me, I fucking like bugs, except for spiders. So, like, one person might use that as a cue for fear. For me, it's like, ooh, I'm having fun outside.
1: (laughs) Right, right.
0: So the symbolism is going to be different for everybody, including, like, their meanings and stuff.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, that can, one way that, while you were saying that, it came to me, because you're including like psychic symbols and stuff and you're right they're going to be different for everybody but if you what I found about psychic symbols and things like that if you set up the parameters and you say like okay I I, when I see this or when it's this show me this like you can actually structure that and two dreams everything has an archetypical Meaning, even though that's somewhat new in a way, but not really, you know what I'm saying? Like the archetypes or whatnot, Mm -hmm. everything has a meaning, just like our moon and our sun and all that kind of stuff. And it can be perceived differently. But if you wanted to, like, make spirit showing me something, and I'm going to try to explain this, and it may make no sense. But if you're trying to pick up on symbols and stuff through dreaming or even in a psychic way, you can even take, like, a spirit showing me a notebook paper. And like common things, you can actually make like your own dream key. I
0: was just thinking about mm-hmm. that. I was like, I should make my own key.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you can, I think you can really do that. Spirit really was, uh, really just showed me that all of a sudden. So I thought it was kind of interesting.
0: I was thinking it the whole time, right before you said it.
1: I might be just a mind reader, then. <laughs> <I'm
0: kidding. laughs> no, I think spirit is validating what yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah,
1: uh, that's funny. I've been known to do pick up on other people's thoughts too, so that's that. Don't surprise me. Didn't we have that happen earlier? for <laughs> <laughs> spirit Maybe. wants supposed to do that.
0: Yeah, yeah. We were
1: talking about something earlier, and, we, and, and it, that, that happens often.
0: And we can't forget that sometimes dreams are a method of communication for our spirit guides and family, like deceased family members. Right. Exactly. Give us some Be- symbols
1: yep exactly so just because it's a normal dream doesn't make it lame because it's not an astral experience or even a lucid dream so even though we're doing it in like steps and variations that doesn't mean it's any less awesome you know or any less meaningful or purposeful basically so yeah all right guys so Pretty much, we've talked about dreams and some common things that happen during then and little side stories. And now we're moving to lucid dreaming. So, lucid dreaming is a state of consciousness in which the dreamer is aware that they are dreaming. I've had this happen a lot, and I know Emily has as well. So, that is the main difference between just dreams that you're going along with, and then lucid dreams are the ones where you know you're dreaming. This awareness can allow the dreamer to control the dream or simply observe it from a detached perspective, which I normally don't have that happen a whole lot. Sometimes I do, but I never see myself in my dreams ever, like ever. Lucid dreams can be vivid and realistic, and they can be used for a variety of, variety of purposes, such as exploring the subconscious mind, learning new skills, or simply having fun there are a number of techniques that can be used to induce lucid dreaming <laughs> i literally just thought of uh, what's her head it's not as sleepwalking though it's freaking selena spooky
0: oh boo. selena spooky boo i love her <laughs> yeah she does that
1: she does that with chocolate she says but it's not lucid dreaming it's sleepwalking which she's probably having mm-hmm. lucid dreams too <laughs> Mm -hmm. one common technique though is called reality testing this involves regularly checking throughout the day to see if you are dreaming which I've never fucking
0: had to do in my life I had to do it once seriously yeah because sometimes my dreams are so fucked like have you ever had dreamception before absolutely that's what I that's what I call, well, sometimes what happens, I will be on the astral realm doing my astral things, and then I will go into a dream state at the same time, and then I'll <laughs> and then I've gone to the point where I thought I woke up but I was on the astral realm or I woke up in another dream. It was so weird. So I had to count my fingers and made sure I had all five fingers (laughs) and and not six.
1: (laughs) Well, I've had that happen several times where I dream and then I go into another dream. And that was when I did astral project into my house and I was like all like wavy legged, but I was here and it was dark and my bed kept shifting from where it used to be to where it is now. And I'm like, Get me out of here. And it was lucid. It was, it was, it went from like a lucid, very, very lucid dream to astral. And that, that'll happen mm-hmm. too. Like it'll, it can go in phases like that too. But yeah, I totally read that the wrong way. And I'm like, nah, that's not facts. But no, it does mean it that way. I, <laughs> I totally, my brain was like, Pfft. but yeah. So you definitely, sometimes I get it. You have to check yourself and stuff. But I feel pain in my lucid dreams. Just saying.
0: what? oh yeah I mean I do too sometimes
1: yeah I do feel pain like I've smashed my finger or got glass in my finger in one of them and I woke up with a red spot I guess maybe something bit me or something I don't know but it was
0: well you know what's interesting like so some you know how my stomach hurts like all the time it'll carry over into the dream so I'll have a dream like I'm pregnant and giving birth or something
1: Oh, that's awful. Uh I don't want to get too off track, but I do have something funny. I could tell the listeners real fast for a good laugh to break it up. When I was pregnant with my first child, um, she was due the third, fourth of December. And so I knew that she was going to be you know, born around that Thanksgiving time. Well, about a month before I gave birth to her, I had a dream. It was very lucid too, that I was in the delivery room and I was eagle spread and pushing. All I could see was my belly and my legs and the doctor down there all masked up and everything, how they do, you know? Mm -hmm. And I heard, I gave birth, right? And the doctor, (laughs) the doctor held up. He's like, you just gave birth to the most beautiful baby
0: girl and when he held when he held her up it was a golden roasted turkey
1: (laughs) but guess what's crazy though the main reason though i'm telling y'all this is it's funny but i sat down to eat thanksgiving dinner at my ex-husband's grandma's house and i went into labor with thanksgiving dinner (laughs) seriously so it's a prime example of lucid dreaming (laughs) and psychic symbols yeah so that was what i was going to go into labor and like the next day i gave birth to my kid so that's a great example it was so, it was the most beautiful turkey i'd ever seen in my life that shit look off, looked like it come off the fucking front page of martha stewart's cookbook for thanksgiving that son bitch was glistening in the hollywood lights i'm gonna tell you what if you get if you ever gave birth you know what i mean they just fucking pinpoint your vagina to make sure they can ever see everything when you're giving birth it's you lose a lot of your modesty when you give birth honestly because then like every tom dick and harry's and they're like you know you know anyways we're gonna get back on subject but it was funny (laughs) oh god wait wait.
0: do you want to know what i had dreamt last night what's that (laughs) i dreamt that i was at my parents house and i was trying to clean it with a harry potter wand and (laughs) i was going wingadi and levio water (laughs) When God never wash <laughs> and the water was spraying out of the wand and cleaning the house, <laughs> that's some crazy ass shit.
1: Look, y'all, I'm gonna tell you what Emily has the wildest, <laughs> the wildest fucking dreams I've ever known anybody to have. I swear they're always something wild, <laughs>
0: and like, can't my- blame it on you can't blame it on the benadryl now because i'm not taking it right exactly <laughs> but
1: you know when you're sitting there saying that and like i see you doing your hand in a circle and then <laughs> throwing it out and i see the water squirt out like a water hose but as it's yep. squirting out like the water hose it widens out like a fucking rainbow and it's yep. like painting the house so see i see yep. people's dreams <laughs> that's what i'm telling y'all like I, when y'all tell me shit and y'all dream something i don't know how the fuck i do it but i can see it from the, their eye, y'all's eyes and stuff so i'm just saying i don't know how i do it i just go with it but i see it like painting the the house like a fucking water brush i don't know how to mm-hmm. but yeah that was crazy um <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's extra funny when you can like see it i know that sounds crazy but it <laughs> <laughs> lord jesus stop Another technique for inducing lucid dreams is called dream journaling. So it's again talking about keeping records of your dreams and Emily that might be why you have more lucid dreams because you were very aware of what you're dreaming and you know you're by waking up and writing it down that makes sense because And meditating. Yeah, exactly. For sure. And there are benefits to lucid dreaming, guys. So personal growth and development so again like you know you can you can heighten your intuition basically through these dreams as well you get signs and symbols and all kinds of stuff like that and it your dreams translate over into the waking world a lot of times when you are intuitive and we all are intuitive in our own way well everybody tap into that into their lifetime not on the level that some people do you know because not everybody's meant to do this but for your everyday life it is very possible um you can also a lot of people have done or had like lucid dreams of, involving creative expression so like some people here that create music they might hear a melody in their dream and turn around and make it the next day or they might see the best painting they ever did in their whole entire life you know and sometimes those types of things come from dreams which in for me is divine inspiration right or even bad things too sometimes you know you might people have dreams about doing certain things that they probably shouldn't have and then they go out and do them you know but also mental health is involved So lucid dreaming uh, can be used to manage stress and then like anxiety and depression. And it can also be used to treat nightmares and PTSD and then physical health. It is said that lucid dreaming can be used to improve, improve like athletic performance and reduce pain. And this kind of goes into like the altered types of putting your brain into states of dreams and sleeps that goes into hypnosis okay and then here's some of the risks of lucid dreaming so sleep depri- deprivation lucid dreaming can disrupt sleep patterns and lead to sleep deprivation reality testing can be obsessive and lead to anxiety okay y'all we got to go to rehab for like testing our reality and shit which people probably mm-hmm. do quite a bit um <laughs> dream anxiety so it can lead to fear and you know anxiety and stuff when you're having crazy bad dreams and then of course you have sleep paralysis and lucid dreaming can lead to sleep paralysis which um you know everybody has their own opinion about some people say it's just our mind creating that and then some people say it's actually an entity i think it could be a little bit of both because they emotions and our traumas all go hand in hand with stuff like that so um but it's something that just has to be looked into most of the time i've experienced an entity being attached to sleep paralysis
0: mm-hmm.
1: so um yeah it's it's hard to say but it's generally again because of trauma
0: mm-hmm. so i think it can be both it depends yeah it it
1: can be uh depending on like real s- sleep paralysis for me personally I would say 95% of the time, something's, something's messing with you. But if it's a dream
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you feel like it's a sleep paralysis, is a little bit different.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, every time I've had sleep paralysis, it's because of an entity.
1: Yeah. And just everybody I've worked with that's had it, it's generally because of an entity. And, you know, it, it happens during the stage of uh, R, I guess, of REM sleep. So, mm-hmm. and that happens uh, at least about, well, not always, but most of the time about 90 minutes after you went to, you know, went to sleep. Sometimes it can happen sooner if you're even, like they say, if you're more tired than normal or you're sleep deprived, you can actually hit REM sooner. And yeah. um, your brain, it will try to use this time basically to make sense of all the information again that you've absorbed and lucid dreaming comes from when the conscious mind is awake so you know that's why it makes it so vivid is because it's taking how can i say this it's taking um not only what happens during the day but even things that you might not uh know you're experiencing too and this can go through you know not only just traumatic events but things you're experiencing especially when you're on your spiritual journey sometimes you'll have lucid dreams to be able to help you perceive things that may have already kind of been happening in the what I would call like background noise of the day, especially when it comes to uh, energy or entity activity. I don't know if you would agree with that, but I think that's a fair, uh, fair assessment, which I'm sure you do because mm-hmm. the type of work we do. I mean, sometimes. I will have dr- lucid dreams or astral experiences days before I even know my client exists. So yeah. it's very uh, interesting. So, yeah, I mean, and you know, there's different types of things, which we're going to get a little more into. So, okay, guys. So the biggest part, dreams and lucid dreaming and all that's just as important. But I know you guys really want to know about astral travel because everybody is so ready to leave their body. Like we have people like, how do you do it? What are we going to do? I need to do this. I need to astral travel in my life. Well, look, Emily's going to take care of y'all for that because she is the queen of astral travel. And we have some really cool experiences that we're going to share as well. Um, you know, towards the end, after we get done with all the the bookwormy kind of stuff and we're going to talk more about I guess you could say different states of consciousness as well in terms of dreams and astral travel and all that jazz but yeah Emily's got some stuff she wants to share about astral travel so
0: Emily okay so what is astral travel if you do not know it can be known as an out-of-body experience is the alleged ability of a person to separate their consciousness from their physical body and travel through an alternate realm known as the astral realm. It assumes the existence of a subtle body known as the astral body or body of light through which consciousness can function separately from the physical body and travel throughout the astral plane. People who have experienced astral travel often describe it as feeling a floating, outside of their body and looking down on it from above they may also report feeling a sense of lightness and freedom as well as heightened sense of awareness when it first happens in the beginning your body may feel like it's vibrating really fast and that actually has happened to me quite a lot so i can tell you firsthand that yes like it some people it does that too and some people it doesn't
1: look look <laughs> I, I had it happen last night. That's the part I hadn't told y'all about yet. About Did what you? Happened. Yeah, but it was in a different way and it wasn't from, it wasn't quite like what I was dreaming. It happened after my experience I shared with y'all. But I'm going to wait to the end because what happened afterwards is like I'm still trying to connect with. But, anyways, I just wanted to say it wasn't, it was like my body my uh my soul or whatever whatever was vibrating on the outside it made me dizzy like I I, my vibration went so high I got dizzy as fuck anyway sorry go ahead
0: yeah so the vibrating feeling can happen before or after even when you wake up so if you feel that that's normal okay it's very similar to how a limb falls asleep and it tangles but minus like that hurt feeling like the pins and needles
1: oh okay this this is a little different in a way but i see mm-hmm. what you're saying though it's
0: like it's like that but minus the pins and needles and it literally just feels like your molecules are moving really really fast yeah
1: i have this happen to me while i was awake so yeah i'll share that at the end but go ahead i was just excited it triggered that memory sorry
0: he <laughs> um you will lose track of your breathing And sometimes, you know, that trips people out, and it freaks them out, and then they panic, don't panic, because also that is normal.
1: Oh, God, I had that happen on a bad trip one time. Well, it wasn't a bad trip. It was a good trip, but I had that happen, and it freaked me out. And, yeah, well, we won't talk about that now. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm for real. Like, I lost the ability to breathe, and it wasn't like I was holding my breath. It was like, Mm -hmm. oh, my God, I I finally did it. I just died, and I went to the spirit realm, and I've told you about that. But anyways...
0: And it will feel like your consciousness doesn't need to breathe and that the act of breathing is blended into your being. That's the best way I could describe it. Astral travel is often associated with spiritual experiences such as meeting with deceased loved ones or other beings and visiting all sorts of locations such as sacred sites and places you've never been before. It can also be used for healing, communication, and exploration. Now I'm going to define the astral realm in case you don't know what it is, but the astral plane or the astral realm or some people call it the ether is said to be a parallel dimension that is inhabited by spirits, angels, and other beings. It is comprised of multiple planes. I believe it to be an infinite, almost an infinite amount with their own vibration tied to it. It is the vehicle of contact or road spirits travel in order to make contact with other beings and the living. However, it is possible for the living to travel through the astral realm and is something many do on a daily basis, whether it is intended or not. It is important to note that not everyone is meant to astral project in travel. So if you can't do it, I'm sorry, but maybe, maybe you're not meant to. So yeah
1: and i think that's important because in the way that you know it's so accepted now and people get sad because but there's a reason because if you were Mm -hmm. meant to do it like everybody's going to dream at some point in your life and everybody's going to have a lucid dream but everybody astral travels differently which we're going to talk about but it's probably for your own good if it's not actually happening because not everybody can handle these experiences (laughs) y'all i mean and i'm not trying to be like that doesn't make you less than it's just an um, there's an emotional attachment to this type of stuff so it can actually traumatize people
0: yeah and it's not all rainbows and sunshine because you no. might see things that are scary so or experience things too yeah i mean they're they're they're
1: experiences too so that's fair
0: so ancient history the concept of astral travel is an old is as old as human civilization. There are references to it in the ancient texts of many cultures, including Egypt, India, China, Greece, and Rome. And then let's get into some scientific studies of astral travel. So I'm going to get into two of the CIA projects, which are the Gateway Project and Project Stargate. And I'm just going to briefly talk about those. So the CIA's Gateway Project process is a controversial program that is said to involve the use of parapsychology and other unconventional methods to train agents for covert operations. The program is said to have been developed in the 1970s and has been the subject of much speculation and debate. According to some sources, the Gateway process Involves the use of hypnosis, meditation, and other techniques to train agents to access altered states of consciousness. These altered states are said to allow agents to have out-of-body experiences, remote view, and other psychic abilities. The gateway process is said to involve the use of a variety of psychedelic drugs, including LSD, psilocybin, and DMT. The drugs are said to be used to induce altered states of consciousness, which are then used to train agents in a variety of skills, including remote viewing, telepathy, and astral projection. The CIA has never officially confirmed the existence of the gateway process, which, honestly, I feel like when you go onto the CIA website and you go down to the bottom and you go into FOIA, Um, You can go in and do uh, searches of their um, documents. So now that everything's released, it's kind of like it's not quite all confidential now. However, you know they'd be censoring something still. But it has, uh, they have never denied it. But yeah, it's out there. We all know they did it. Some people believe that the gateway process is a valuable tool that can be used to train agents for covert operations. Others believe that the program is a waste of time and money and that it is based on pseudoscience. The truth about the Gateway process may never be known. However, the program continues to be a source of fascination and debate. Alright, so here are some additional details about the Gateway process. So, like I said before, they started it in the 1970s in response to the Soviet Union's alleged use of parapsychology. And in their intelligence operations. And I think they were looking to use it to see if they had any nukes. I think they were doing it for that. Because wasn't the missile crisis around that time too?
1: I believe so. And it has a lot to do with that. Um, what you're talking about. Like they're just trying to see like their plans. Because the the biggest thing from memory that I'm getting. And also it's kind of triggering uh, some intuitive stuff. I guess you could say was uh, spies. Mm-hmm. So like they were um they were spies looking in on all that and they wanted to see like the next military move. And I think it had a lot to do with a lot of things honestly. Like I'm also hearing like money just to look in the situation intuitively for a second. It's like mm-hmm. the money, the flow of um goods like or the flow of uh like gas and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff cuz a lot of that stuff comes from there too, but
0: yeah. Mhm. And it's where you get uh, Stranger Things. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The program is said to be based on the work of a number of parapsychologists, including Ingo, Swan, and Hal Puthoff. The program is said to involve the use of a variety of techniques, including hypnosis, meditation, and sensory deprivation. So let's get into uh, Project Stargate. Oh. So pro- Project Stargate was a classified program that ran from 1978 to 1995 the goal of project stargate was to investigate the potential of remote viewing for intelligence gathering okay so it's kind of like they're together i feel like they're together and yeah it's like, they are they
1: tried it yeah they tried it on both but they've actually brought in intuitives for that one yeah and there's some really i know you're going to get into it but it's some really interesting stuff
0: yep Project Stargate was overseen by the CIA's Office of Scientific Intelligence. During Project Stargate, the CIA recruited a number of people who claimed to be able to remote view. These people were trained in a variety of techniques, including meditation, relaxation, and visualization. The remote viewers were then asked to view targets that were selected by the CIA. The targets could be anything from a specific location to a person or object. So, they evaluated the results of the remote viewing sessions. In some cases, the remote viewers were able to provide accurate information about the targets. However, in other cases, the remote viewers' information was inaccurate or incomplete. Ultimately, they concluded that remote viewing was not a reliable intelligence gathering tool. However, some of the CIA's researchers believe that remote viewing is a real phenomenon that has potential potential applications for other purposes such as healing or personal growth listen if you brought in a medium or whatever and they passed your tests and everything was accurate why wouldn't you keep keep them
1: (laughs) yeah well well you know they they shut that down i know (laughs) 1995 i'm like you know doing my hand thing or whatever um yeah so some of those people just kind of like died you know i can't remember his name i'm awful with names um honestly so i'm not even gonna try to pretend like i remember but he was one he was one of them that was able to like go in and look at their book like let's say i think it was russia he went in like looked at one of their books and had their plans they tested it out with this guy uh with two agents that went and he was supposed to describe what he saw them around and he was saying like he saw them in a circle uh, with bushes and stuff like that and basically it was a lot more detailed than that Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: uh what he saw was exactly where they were Um, and he was able to like basically draw out where they were they were in like a little kind of like an industrial garden thing I think outside of a building and he pretty much drew that like he drew it out and it's similar to what it's not similar it's the same to what me and Emily do when we are helping our clients so what we're doing is remote viewing and that doesn't have to always be done you know under uh, intense circumstances you know like for me it's it's emily can get it right off the bat i can get it right off the bat but sometimes it takes some more intent focus just depending on how strong the energy energy signature is so it's Mm -hmm. something that we do as intuitive people that help people with all kinds of things so Mm
0: -hmm. all right so we're going to get into different types of astral travel so the first one is out of body experiences this can happen while you're awake, asleep, having medical issues such as like illness or the use of drugs or in a coma, but for the for most people it happens when they are asleep and they watch themselves while they are sleeping.
1: I have never done that.
0: I've I have never long, I've long never long. watched myself sleep.
1: No, nah, I'm good, bro. I don't want to see my fat ass laying here asleep. I'll just go somewhere else. <laughs>
0: It's like I'm just why, would you, why would you want watch, to watch yourself when you can do all these other fun things? Right. Now
1: I've like flown up to the ceiling or like I when I was a little girl I had a dream I was flying around the top of my grandmother's like 26 by 18 above ground pool. Like it was awesome and I was flying around and having so much fun. When I was like 8 or 9 years old, I do remember doing that. And I mean I've done stuff like that now but uh, yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna sit here and stare at me. You know how some people, and this is kind of funny, but some people when they sleep, they just look so peaceful and they just relaxed and they just have this, you know, nice peaceful look on their face. Nah, bitch, I'm like, and I'm like, my face is all smushed <laughs> and my fucking lips are all like, and I'm drooling. I don't want to see all that. I feel sorry <laughs> for my old man. He's all peaceful looking sleeping. You know, normally <clears throat> he's got just a pleasant look, like my children. Uh most of my kids do, but Autumn, bless her heart, she got the hard sleeps from me. We just all like
0: <laughs> 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 that's funny. Then you have near-death experiences when a person is in this state of dying or they are physically dead for a short amount of time and their consciousness leaves their body. So that's what happens during an NDE
1: n d e yes i As, say n d all the time
0: <laughs> no you say you say n
1: yeah that's what i meant Yeah, I, i've tried to trade myself not to because one day we're going to talk about that stuff and i
0: don't want to look like a dummy hashtag dyslexia <laughs> yeah, yeah me too it's fine it's fine. fine so during this time they can go through a life review with benevolent beings can be told important life-changing information, maybe even given abilities or their abilities are heightened and then are given a choice at times whether or not they want to keep living or end their time on earth. Sometimes, though, they'll be like, nah, you're not dying today. Not today, Um, you're going back. But sometimes I've heard people say that they were given the choice to make if they wanted to go back or not. Then the next one, Lucid Dreams, which Chas already covered, so I'm not going to go through that again. And then we have Shamanism, which is a tradition practiced through several religions, typically indigenous and tribal people, where a religious specialist maintains a relationship with other spiritual beings and has a connection with the other realms that aid them in many practices and traditions, such as healing the sick, communicating with spirits, escorting souls, Of the dead to the afterlife performing ceremonies to bring good fortune to their people and depending on the people um or misfortune to their enemies um and then practices built on the four pillars again this is under shamanism so their four pillars are connection with nature healing self and community spiritual practice and uh pilgrimage through their practices, they have the ability to disconnect from their physical body and meet other beings, whether that's done naturally or with the help of herbs. Then we've got channeling, allowing spirits to communicate through a psychic connection or to receive a message in this manner. A lot of times during this communication, the person doing the communication separates from their body and communicates with the spirit or spirits on the astral plane sometimes that's how i communicate with them right and then you have mediumship which is very similar to channeling except that channeling is a form of mediumship it's just one way to receive information from spirits yep
1: yep because i mean we mm-hmm. kind of it all kind of kind of mess meshes together i guess you could say
0: mm-hmm. and it and depends. i was gonna say Go it ahead. depends on your clairs too and how you receive information
1: yeah and that's basically what i was going to say and you know we're going to get into that we're going to have a whole that our next mini series which will probably be our last mini series in this season we're going to do all the clairs and it might be two to three episodes so Mm -hmm. stay tuned for that guys
0: we so benefits of astral travel so you got your increased self-awareness personal growth, spiritual development, healing, problem solving creativity and inspiration. For me, I am typically using it for creativity, inspiration and trying to grow and train myself for like bad things and defending myself and stuff. Um, then you have physical and or mental risks of astral travel so you got the fear, confusion, Disorientation, anxiety, panic attacks, hallucinations, and psychosis. But I mean, I feel like those things are more so when you have the negative stuff attacking you, and or you're having negative experiences.
1: Yeah, it could be negative energy or entities, mm-hmm. or you're and the energy could be coming from yourself or others.
0: Yes, and then other risks while astral traveling. You may run into evil, malevolent, and dangerous entities that will attack you and become negative attachments that can cause you short or long-term harm and or haunt you or your family. So just keep that in mind. It is not a game. You have to have a certain type of maturity and most importantly, practice safety, aka learn how to protect yourself physically and spiritually. Very
1: important.
0: Yeah. It's not something to just be like, oh my god, this is so fun. I think I'm just going to astral protect now.
1: Nope, because (laughs) it can open up portals and doorways and depending on how strong you are psychically, Mm -hmm. you may not even know you're doing it. And Mm -hmm. then, (laughs) yeah, well, exactly. (laughs) Emily's a good example of that, but not trying to make you... It's just the point, though. It's a valid point. Like You can... Open up portals and doorways and all that, and it depends. I think it depends on a lot. I think we all do it to a degree, but depending mm-hmm. on your clairs, I think it's stronger with certain clairs.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah. I will get into that later. Nice. So, how do you astral project? So, preparation for astral projection: uh, relax and clear mind, meditate or focus on your breath visualize yourself floating outside your body. You know, there's books that actually teach you how to astral project. And there is this one book that I can't remember the name of, but it actually, I read the book and boom, it snapped me into an astral rum experience. And since doing that, I've been able to do it on a, like, no problem, on a whim. And then I kind of just do it without realizing it. So
1: yeah, I'm am a part of that crowd. Like I can induce like the vision stuff, but mm-hmm. it's generally while I'm in that between sleep and awake state. I, mm-hmm. I rarely I don't normally try. I just kind of get thrown into experiences, but when I'm awake, it's a totally different ball game. It's kind of like astral projecting when you're awake, but it's kind of like remote viewing. I don't know what it is. Somebody you tell me.
0: It's more like <laughs> Because you're awake, you're fully conscious and you know how to control things. Whereas when you're asleep, you're more on yeah. autopilot at times. Yeah, even with
1: astral projection, sometimes it's like that. Even though, even lucid dreaming, you can control your actions. And the same thing with astral projection, but sometimes you still are in that situation and you're just going with the flow without controlling mm-hmm. it. Yep. So yeah. it's different. Yeah, it's different for everybody. And it's different. It's the same and different, I guess you could say. And, you know, some people just, some people are just never able to 100% induce it. And that's Mm -hmm. okay. You don't have to, there's no need to do that. Because I know a lot of people have anxiety around the whole astral projection thing, and they don't want to. Mm -hmm. Some people get anxiety from not astral projecting which isn't going to make you not astral project even harder
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep so the techniques of astral projection one of the most common techniques for astral travel is meditation it's very important so it can Mm -hmm. help to relax the body and the mind which can make it easier to detach from the physical body. Other techniques that can be used for astral travel include yoga, hypnosis, visualization, and lucid dreaming. Personally, I use a lot of visualization and meditation. And I use them simultaneously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that's
1: pretty much same and I because I don't meditate like as much as I should but I do that at night or I mm-hmm. do it in other forms that aren't 100% like where I'm just in mm-hmm. you know we've talked about it last week but that's just how it is for me like I just don't meditate as much as one think I should I just do it different ways
0: yeah I mean they're like if you watched or listened to our last episode when we spoke about meditation <laughs> You can learn about all the different types of meditation. So there's no cookie cutter way to meditate. Yep. Okay. It is important to remember that astral travel is a personal experience. There's no right or wrong way to do it. Unless you're like, hey, um, demon who we shall not name. Can you please get me to, uh, you know, get me to uh, (laughs) astral project? Don't do that because that's bad yeah because you're
1: generally not going to get probably you're probably not actually going to get that per se entity it'll be some other scumbag Mm
0: -hmm. because unless you have the yeah if you
1: don't have the discernment ability to tell the difference between energies then don't be asking nobody but divine spirit Mm -hmm. to help you and i mean you do whatever you want it's your choice i'm advising you sorry i'm getting a little hood but to be
0: extra safe (laughs) to be extra safe If you don't know which ones are benevolent beings, just ask Jesus, please. (laughs) Yeah, for
1: real, though. And I mean, you know, things that's that's one thing I've learned is sometimes things can pretend to be other things. But Mm -hmm. one thing that they cannot pretend to be is him. Exactly.
0: Well, Mm -hmm. they try, but they fail.
1: Yeah, it's you. I mean, if you have any type of discernment, you can tell. Mm hmm.
0: But yeah, if you're not sure which entities or spirits are benevolent, your safest bet is just to ask Jesus, seriously.
1: Yeah, and I always, before, like, just randomly, you know, it's not randomly, it's a long subject, but uh like when oracle stuff when i do oracle readings okay. or tarot readings I, I, i'm going to have any type of interference i always ask for protection and i always ask for divine guidance because i started doing that like when a bad time in my life and it was the worst thing i ever did so if you're in a bad place And this is just a little side note. If you're in a bad place in your life and you're using tarot or oracle cards, um, you can have negative interferences if your vibration is low. Mm -hmm. And it can like give you different advice, like advice you don't need and it can make you paranoid and all kinds of stuff. So that's why it's super important when you do any type of divination or astral travel to make sure or try to do your astral because you mean you're not always you're not going to be able to speak all right i'm astral traveling tonight guys see you later not everybody can do that it's not that easy
0: <laughs> yeah okay so another thing is if you think you are able to remote view is go to a place and see where things are. I highly recommend picking an area you've never been to before. Attempt to astral travel and remote view. And when you're done, check to see if it looks the same as your experience. If it does, congratulations. That's a form of uh, astral travel.
1: Yeah, that's a good exercise. And you know, uh, one way to kind of prepare for that is start off with, um, with your house mm-hmm. start off with laying down and meditating and visualizing yourself doing everything you would if you were to get up and go like say you're laying in your bed visualize yourself getting up and making yourself something to drink so i know that sounds silly but literally start that visualization process and if you have a successful like trip with that i guess you could say like just visualize yourself walking around your house visualize yourself opening the door visualize yourself grabbing a cup out of the you know cabinet filled up with ice or water whatever visualize yourself doing something too in a familiar place and that will get like your brain in a way i guess you could say it's not really your brain but we'll just keep it that way um primed and ready to go do this because it is a frame of mind and i mean Mm -hmm. your your vibration has a lot to do with it so if you that's a good way to practice visualization is doing it too with something you're familiar with and just see how vividly you see that the more vividly you see things that you do um as simple as going to get a drink your chances are higher to be able to do things like remote view and stuff and be correct with it because it's always different like i always say this you're going to you're going to see somebody's house but it could be reversed like in like a mirror image or you might not see like let's say they have a stack of books piled up in the corner that they're waiting on their shelf to come from amazon you're not going to see those books you're going to see things in that in that kind of realm i guess you could say that have energetic signatures so all your junk not you're not always gonna see everybody's junk laying around their house it's like our friend veronique when she wanted me to do that for her she like uh, the way we met she jumped up in my inbox and she was like i want you to be able to see if you see anything she was trying to test me out and stuff it was so funny she's gonna laugh when she hears this And yeah, she's like, can you, she's like, I'm in here washing dishes. Can you see my mess in my kitchen right now? I'm like, girl, no, I can't see none of that. But I see the dead girl at the top of your steps. It was so funny. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like that was like one of the first conversations I ever had with her. And it was over stuff like that. And it's just, that's just kind of how it is. Even in spirit, like even when I have left my body consciously. Um, even like being outside the trees, like there wasn't a bunch of little saplings. It was all big trees, which I have a whole theory for that, but today's not the day. Point is, <laughs> yeah, y'all get what I mean. <laughs> Lamp fam, we have some exciting news to share. We've teamed up with the owner, Daniel Klass, of the infamous Haunted Hensdale House in Hensdale, New York, to help support the ongoing restoration efforts of this iconic location. We believe in the value that the Hensdale House has offered to the paranormal research teams around the country and want to ensure that this location will be available to visit for years to come. If you would like to help join the restoration efforts of this iconic location, we ask you to check out their merch store at danielclass.shop slash lightsatmidnightp or click on the link located in the show's description box below. There you can browse through many awesome shirts, hoodies, accessories, autographed posters, and much more that you can purchase at a discounted rate, but only through our personal link danielclass.shop slash lightsatmidnightp and use discount code lightsatmidnightp I assure you, if you're a fan of the paranormal, you do not want to miss out on this opportunity. Again, to help support the restoration efforts of the Haunted Hensdale House and pick up some super awesome merch, follow the link provided and use discount code LIGHTSATMIDNIGHTP to get 10% off the entire order. Join us in our support spooky campaign efforts to help out others in the psychic and paranormal community. What's up, everybody? My name
0: is Kevin, and I host this little podcast called Where Weird Ones Are. I talk to people about their personal experiences with paranormal and the supernaturals, extraterrestrials. We get into conspiracies. Also talk about spirituality. All of those things that are weird. Where you can find the show is on YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and Rumble. If you want to be featured on the show and tell your stories, your encounters, email me at where the weird ones are at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Instagram, where underscore the weird ones are. Hey Lant fam! Have you been thinking of starting your own podcast venture? If so, consider using Podbean as your one-stop shop for everything podcasting. You can create, record, host, distribute, monetize, and merge your podcasts all from the Podbean mobile app or your desktop setup. Podbean offers a four-tier pricing plan that is sure to fit everyone's podcasting needs, starting with the free basic plan for anyone that signs up with an account. Chas and I currently use the ultimate audio plan that starts at $9.99 a month for a yearly subscription and it really has been the most valuable tool as new podcasters with minimal equipment. Honestly, I just use my iPhone and iPhone headphones and she just used her tablet without her headphones. So it's like even if you don't have a desktop computer, you know, you could still record from any mobile device. It's awesome and it still sounds great. Use our link in the show's description box below or visit www.podbean.com/lamp that's l a m p to start your podcasting journey by using this link you will receive 1 month of podbean's ultimate plan for free you won't regret it as always thank you for your support and now back to the show so
1: yeah oh my god Emily, our plushies can be like, y'all, okay, <laughs> our plushies can be like the fucking Build-A-Bears, where when you press it, it says, tits. Up. Yes!
0: Oh, my God, where you pu- you can record your voice in some yeah, of Yeah, so
1: we can, if y'all want them, we can, we can get them made, and it'll have me and Emily saying tits in them. Y'all know we're just fucking around, but maybe one day.
0: Or you can donate, <laughs> and I'll make one. And I'll <laughs> and I'll do it in a giveaway. Mm? That would be so cool. We're Let's gonna
1: talk about this. I want a fucking light bulb plushie.
0: Okay, but Build A Bear doesn't have a fucking light bulb plushie as an option. Well. We can buy the things that
1: Build-A-Bear, look, they don't need to hear all this, but look, y'all are going to hear all this. We can buy the things that Build-A-Bear does the recording on, and then we can get somebody that is super awesome, special, small business to make us one.
0: I'll throw in.
1: We'll figure it out. Somebody's got a sewing machine.
0: I know someone that has a sewing machine. Right. Hmm. Guys, it's an ideal.
1: I know. Y'all can tell us. But it has to be you saying
0: tits, though. I know. Why can't it be both of us? Because it's funnier when you say it.
1: Oh, well, fine. Tits. uh.
0: Tits. uh. Yeah, we'll
1: just put Emily's face on the back of the light bulb, and that'll be fair enough.
0: (laughs) No. Who wants to look (laughs) at my ugly face? Oh, my God. Stop. (gasps) Next, please. Thank you. Next. (laughs) Next. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Anyway. No,
1: no low self esteem right now. Okay, it's
0: not low self esteem. It's a joke, just like my life. <laughs> oh my god, uh, <laughs> it's... we're
1: cutting this out.
0: <laughs> no, we're not. Because listen, listen, listen. I doesn't. It doesn't bring my self esteem low. It actually puts me in a better mood because I'm joking around.
1: I feel you. I get you. I also I wanted listen.
0: to add in to your little. Uh, Uh, practice light. oh okay (laughs) you just want a light bulb you want to
1: put something else in the light bulb
0: no but okay i was going to say that (laughs) for me when i started astral projecting and all that stuff what i would do and there were two things i did i would sit on my bed and then i would look at the things around me kind of like with what you said about making coffee but i would memorize every single thing in my room and then i would close my eyes and see if i could remember everything that was there and then i would open my eyes and be like and check to see which ones i got right yep and then another thing you can do and this i do and had to train to do anyway for art class but you might know where i'm getting at um get a piece of paper and a pencil and start trying to draw things from memory
1: so. yeah that's a good way too yeah and it's a good exercise and it's a fair point to go ahead and add to like when we do this remote viewing and stuff it it is our energy and stuff like that but sometimes we also have spirit guides projecting the images back to us so it's not just about us like because I had somebody ask me, and I don't know if I've said this before, but I have to remember not everybody understands this stuff. But when I told them what, or when they heard of what I do, they're like, "Can you bring anything back?" And I'm like, "No," <laughs> because if that was the case, man, I'd be going under the sea and getting all those gold coins That's from like, shipwreck yeah. and like bringing them back and <laughs> doing stuff. You know, I mean, really, if people could do that, it'd be freaking chaos. So, so yeah,
0: okay. And another thing you can do, and it's a good idea to work on not letting your ego or brain get in the way. Meditation helps with that, but you have to get into some form of meditative state or be able to just focus on the task at hand in order to it, for it to work. During clients or when I am able to do formal meditation, as long as I can focus and block out any distractions, I can do it. If I'm on the go or in any location. Now, obviously, if I have my dog barking in my face, I can't focus and I can't do it. But like if I'm at my office and like it's slow and there's just a few people like talking in the background, it's no problemo.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're super distracted, I mean, even driving, you can kind of like visualize because as you get deeper into this kind of work, and not just work like as in what me and Emily do, but in your own spiritual journey. And if you're having experiences like this, it's almost like you can, for me, I can have my eyes open and still be visualizing mm-hmm. things. Like it, you don't always um, necessarily have to close your eyes either. And it just depends on how natural it comes to you or how advanced you are. There's a lot of different different things involved. Like um, certain visions I can always keep and they there's I'll tell y'all at the end but there's some interesting things happening with that that I'll share when we have our experiences but yeah that's just a good thing to note is like you don't always have to have your eyes closed no you don't always have to be like deep in meditation it just that kind of stuff comes with time and your abilities so
0: Mm -hmm. yeah for me when I first began I had to meditate if I didn't uh, it could take days for me to get answers
1: right exactly and it just all depends on your vibration and where you started mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff you know and how long you've been doing it without even realizing you're doing it because that was me like I didn't realize that I was actually the things and the visions in my head were psychic visions so it's something I had been doing for a long time with different scenarios and I just didn't understand that I thought kind of everybody that was the way you thought like I just didn't know. I've never been inside of somebody else's head, you know. Maybe yeah. I have, I don't remember, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so like yeah, like you can like I said before like with meditation, you can have your own way of meditating and sometimes that doesn't mean your eyes are closed. You can be drawing or something and your eyes are open and you can get visions and stuff cuz I can do both, but it's weird yeah. because I have Scrying. to crying have- well yeah i was was just thinking
1: of another way it's like scrying too like Mm -hmm. staring into crystal balls or mirrors or stuff
0: yeah Mm -hmm. but for me it's weird because i have to have my eyes open but it has to be in the dark (laughs) or i have to have my eyes blacked out i don't know why
1: it's well that's okay i mean that's fair enough but everyone's different yeah and there's nothing wrong with that i mean just because you have to close your eyes a lot of people have to i have to close my eyes sometimes and sometimes i don't it's just evolving i mean it's just you know everybody the whole point of this and the reason me and emily are kind of comparing and contrasting is that we do very very similar things it's just there's different ways to go about it because it's not one size fits all you know it's just how this stuff is
0: yep our doodles Uh, um But yeah, so common challenges and how to overcome them. So sometimes, you know, people will try to astral project and they don't go anywhere and that can be frustrating. Um, Then you have the experience being too blurry or fuzzy, not being able to make out much detail, not getting the full experience of hearing, seeing, smelling, etc. Just getting partials. Only getting or only seeing in monotones like blacks, whites, and grays. Uh, Not being able to focus or sit still. Giving up too quickly. Only seeing negative or scary beings. Not being able to control yourself. And not being able to go through walls or ceilings. Those are just (laughs) a few examples.
1: I think I've had an experience with that one time before when Mm -hmm. I was in like a lucid dream. And I like my arm went halfway through a wall or something. and It didn't (laughs) go anywhere else. (laughs) But yeah, and I will say, I'll add on really fast, too, about seeing the negative stuff. Like, there's a lot of factors as to why one would see that. It could be you know, like traumas and stuff like that, but also when you're talking about in terms of entities messing with you, for me, um, again, like before a case, I might see something three days, like with my uh, one client I've been telling y'all about, it started three days prior, and I actually saw the thing that she saw with her own eyes that physically jumped on her bed and knocked her out of her bed. So, like um, I started seeing that three days prior when I'd close my eyes right before bed and stuff. But I've also found that when you are seeing stuff like that, it is a possibility. And I'm not saying it's a huge possibility, but I'm just saying. So please take this uh, loosely that you could have something currently trying to be up in your shit and I don't want to use the word attachment but in some cases that is the case but in some cases it's just you have something trying to like tap into your energy and stuff so if you're seeing a lot of uh, creepy things you can always ask for divine help and divine guidance and ask them to help remove any type of energy from your area or clear out your like third eye with an obsidian stone or if you have holy oil or pray whatever you do um, I found that that's helped me a lot because I would see it all the time and I finally figured out I'm like oh if it's not with a client then something's really trying to get at me and if i clear out my energy field and stuff and this was a while back now but then it will stop so it is controllable to a degree but it has to be an intentional thing that you have to ask for and there's different ways you can deal with that
0: yep a doodles so if you are trying to navigate the ashram during an awakened meditation or just through sheer focus keep in mind that everyone's experiences are different newer no, psychics mediums and no, or travelers uh, wow <laughs> sorry for that strokes anyway <laughs> <Jesus. laughs> <a crystal> <laughs> <laughs> newer psychics mediums and or travelers seem to experience it less vivid at first. It's like they experience a hazier version of it and that's how it was for me. Okay. If you are trying to navigate the astral realm during an awakened meditation or just through sheer focus, keep in mind that everyone's experiences are different. Newer psychics, mediums, and or travelers seem to experience it less vivid at first. It's like they experience a hazier version of it. At least That's what I've been told by other mediums, and I've also experienced it that way. However, I will say through regular and/or daily meditation, your visions, dreams, and astral experiences, or your overall abilities, will grow stronger and/or more vivid. Practice is key. You can practice alone and/or with trusted friends. To overcome these obstacles, I recommend practicing more on your meditation first. Any form of meditation is fine. Meditating before sleep helps too. I also think learning a basic foundation of spirituality and how the universe and energy works is important too, as one of the first steps. Once you have that knowledge, everything just clicks and it's easier to be able to do it. Additionally, do not force it and understand that not everyone is meant to do it
1: exactly and that's the reason we've done this season that way because for those of you that have been following along we've started from the beginning and worked our way forward in hopes that you guys that are looking for more information can in turn eventually get to where you want to be and of course you can always you know contact us for our services and learn more about that too
0: Faux, shizzle my nizzle bizzle.
1: <laughs>
0: yep. Shameless plug, guys. Okay. But also, like, when you force it, that creates problems, too, you know?
1: Yeah. It could be stressful on your body, mm-hmm. on your physical body. I mean, you're, you. Mm-hmm. It's not just like you get away with all this stuff when you do it. Like, it can be very yeah. stressful in your physical body. And Emily knows all about that, too. Like, we both do.
0: It will drain the shit out of you, y'all.
1: Yeah, and if you don't get rid of energy that's, you know, from these experiences in general, not just with astral proje- projection, but when you're dealing with, you know, the spirit world in general, especially if you work with the paranormal, if you can't release this energy or transmute the energy, it can make you sick. And you can actually develop diseases. You can, especially like in your gut. And I'm not just using like examples from Emily. I'm saying in general, this is for everybody.
0: Mm, yep. Mm-hmm.
1: And your bones and your back. I mean, it just, it manifests in so many ways. When you work with negative energy in general, or if you're like doing paranormal work, as like a ghost hunter or whatever there's a potential you visit a place and then you end up with like mysterious pains and you go to the hospital and it's nothing or Mm -hmm. vice versa and I'm not blaming that on everything I mean I'm sure if y'all listen to the podcast more unless you're brand new Mm -hmm. we explain you know we explain all that like we totally believe in science we know that medical stuff is real but there it is very intertwined and I hope to bring somebody on soon and uh oh. to talk about some of that uh, this person actually worked in a hospital and was seeing things and i'm really excited about having her on so if you've made it this far in this episode you just got
0: a sneak peek Ooh. um two examples of it though so zach Bagans, wasn't it demon house where his eyes got all fucked up
1: yep and ever since then he's had to wear glasses and you know it's interesting because like he's never let that go like and I don't Mm -hmm. I mean I'm not saying I'm not saying he's a liar or anything but for somebody Mm -hmm. to go to that extent it's easy enough right you just got to put on your glasses but for real you can tell like his glasses are thick like they're not just fake prop glasses
0: they're special glasses because I think they left his eyes cross-eyed
1: something like that yeah Yeah. he had immense pain and stuff with it I mean you know what right before i had my last client come to find out i ended up going to the emergency room cuz i thought my appendix was busting and they couldn't find anything my kidneys work better than an average 17 year old which is very surprising like honestly not even joking and they they checked all my organs and everything and it's not they said it was my back and the mm-hmm. nerves in my back but it just went away when i started talking to my client so maybe it is my back i don't know but that's a good point like me and emily have Mm -hmm. pains and experiences you know that we can't explain and sometimes it has made us sick
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. another example is um the warrens so yep what's his name again (laughs) (laughs) i (laughs) forgot
1: ed 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 ed
0: Ed warren right in one of his cases didn't he have a heart attack i think
1: i think he did i don't know
0: he had a heart attack on... Well, they made it like it was the the recent one. The there was a black... Spirit, as soon as
1: you said that, there is Devil a black, made me do it. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm pretty sure, but I got distracted because a black dot was just on my wall over there. Fun. Yeah, interesting, but yeah. And then my my thing is uh, Lorraine, she ended up going into a case and she's had illnesses where she fell ill, but one of the things is the... um what's it called the satanic uh idol Mm -hmm. so we've actually shown a picture of that on some of our socials for where I went and visited that uh the museum stuff there Mm -hmm. and yeah when he took that out of the woods um evidently the person that it belonged to called him up and then you know made some like kind of threats and then Lorraine got sick and was in bed for quite a while and then I can't remember how it happened where she wasn't it during the same uh when they're talking about this you were talking about the same movie where yeah yeah she, yeah. Yeah, she ended up and that was up around the same time and she saw things she never spoke about like it scared mm-hmm. her so bad and she didn't come out of the room for like eight days it drained and she's had things where it's drained her and all kinds of stuff and that's a great example
0: mm-hmm. but anyway so actual travel experiences common experiences during astral travel. So, it's not abnormal to see different people, strangers or those you know, places or other beings. A lot of people report flying and floating up to the ceilings of their homes. Once you are there, no matter how you are perceiving it, please keep in mind that you may experience things stronger such as emotion and or pain, but also the things your body can do such as strength, flexibility, manifestation etc other thoughts <laughs> <laughs> i i just wanted to okay because last episode anyway <laughs> our thoughts become reality this is because here we are not in our limiting physical earth body and being restricted by it we are in our astral body experiencing our senses through our Clair abilities We are able to perceive our senses through energetic vibrations. There's more of a direct link to our actual bodies when it comes to energy than our physical bodies. I feel like with our physical bodies, energies and information has to be synthesized in order to be processed and before it is registered. Whereas energy connecting with the astral body is more instant because it skips a lot of these steps. It's more direct. I don't know if you agree with me or not.
1: (laughs) I do. Sorry, I was finishing my grape Jolly Rancher. (laughs) My bad. But yes, I do.
0: Okay. Because the Asheron is so vast and comprised of many realms, one would assume it is easy to get lost. But technically, we are tied down to our physical body by an energetic cord. While I have never personally seen my own, my guide showed me an image of a silver cord that kind of looks like a spider web. Not only that, when a human being travels anywhere through the ashram, and this can be applied through other beings too, their energy leaves behind an imprint like an energetic footprint, our path that follows behind them.
1: Energetic trail is what I yeah. just heard. That just or- come to me
0: energetic trail energetic tunnels what have you
1: Mm-hmm. it's like leaving breadcrumbs like hansel and gretel
0: yep it's just important to understand that like a hunter negative entities can follow them back to you and or back to your physical body and home that's why it is important to make sure you close any portals you make while traveling while trying to astral travel, because bad things can follow you back. And when it comes to trying to astral project, initially, that contact between your energy and trying to connect with the outside energy can create portals. It's like piercing the veil with your own manifested energy.
1: Yes. And the way, a good way to do that, because, you know, we have divine guidance and stuff, is like when... If you're going to do these things, and I can use it from a point of reference to like where I go and visit people's homes, I'm doing that in my home, but I'm doing that in a different space. And it does again leave like the tunnels or the trails or whatever else. But you can always ask for divine guidance to help you close that off or do different, there's different types of things you can do when it in terms of like clearing technically you're supposed to and it it can be energetic clearing it doesn't it doesn't have to involve sage or pelo Mm -hmm. santo or whatever else it can be energetic clearing and it can be through prayer it can be through because you know you really you, you can't do any of this 100 percent on your own again you have yeah. to have a spirit team to be even if you're not 100 percent aware of your entire spirit team that's okay too because they're very aware of you so you can visualize wiping away that energy you can say i have it's all about intention too and this is the biggest thing like if you expect something coming back for you like oh shit look what I done did now. It's coming for me. Well, guess what? You're going, something's coming because it's the Mm -hmm. intention that you put out. We are creators. So like, it's like closing the port closing a portal, for example. So, you know, like I just did that with one of my clients with my light energy, you know, and I, do out the frame and I say what I'm going to say and I close that portal you know with symbology or just energy and however I feel it and that's how I that's how I personally do it and ask for like guardians and protectors to help me and there's all kinds of different ways though but it's important Mm -hmm. it's so important to do that
0: Yep for doodles it is highly recommended that you shouldn't be wandering around alone and I recommend that you do it With benevolent beings or your spirit guides so they can show you the ropes they know you best and will know the best way to teach you now as you travel with your guides you are more likely going to see things you aren't used to seeing you may see wonky or ghastly entities some may be terrifying some may be ugly or even cute it's important to not be afraid because many of these things existed before humanity but also because some entities feed off negative energy i.e. your negative emotions of fear and you can easily be you know attacked or swarmed by bad things.
1: Absolutely even I mean having it's hard to not have any fear whatsoever but I I would say as you continue to do this type of work it gets a lot easier you know to not have the fear but until you can like it, it's all about integration and self actualization and really understanding what you're doing and that doesn't always just happen right away it comes with time it comes with downloads like you you have to evolve like you're just because you have your big awakening obviously doesn't mean you're ready to do this it took me years to get to the point that I'm at now and yes it happened fairly fast and I was able to do a lot of this stuff prior to right now, but the point is I didn't have the same understanding. Those downloads and that information comes over time, so again, Do not rush this stuff because if you do, you can end up hurting yourself or other people because doing this type of work too fast. That's why I personally haven't offered any of my services like publicly yet because I wanted to make sure I'm ready. And I have to protect my family because like if I trail something back, then it can come into my house and mess with my kids or my old man, you know, or anybody. And it's just it's not safe. So that's why it's important to take your time if you're going to do this by yourself and just, you'll know, you'll know when you're ready. It's just, you'll you'll know your spirit guides will tell you. And if you're not getting that type of information to the level or extent we're talking about when it comes to like out-of-body experiences, remote viewing and stuff, just be very safe and practice or find somebody that can teach you. You know, I will say that it's very important to reach out have somebody to teach you how to do some of this stuff and that's been there and done that because if not you can get yourself in a lot of trouble
0: Mm -hmm. so this is just one of many reasons you shouldn't travel alone your guides will protect you there are a lot of negative things out there but there are also a lot of good things too you are more than likely to come across spirits that may want to talk to you there are many times where i find myself in that situation Spirits may show you their life, and you may experience their life through their eyes, or even your eyes. You may come across deceased family members and friends. Depending on your life's path, your guides will use the Astro Realm for training and teaching you important lessons. Personally, I find myself in a lot of training modules of hand-to-hand combat or sword fighting, because I do a lot of fighting evil negative entities. It all depends And like I said, it all depends on your soul lesson plan, and not everyone is meant to do that kind of work.
1: Right. You don't want to be opening up and just randomly Mm -hmm. attacking things, because there's no sense in that. There's no point, and that's how you get yourself Mm -hmm. in a lot of trouble. Yep. Yeah. If you find yourself doing this, and you can do it, it's not not cool.
0: (laughs) I'm going to get to that. Honestly, I would say the sky's the limit, but there aren't really any limits other than the limits you put on yourself. And quickly getting back to the different realms or layers within the astral realm, there are realms, dimensions, layers, whatever you want to call them, that allows you to interact with the physical Earth plane. However, you know, you, I don't feel like, I mean, maybe you can pick stuff up, but you can't bring shit back with you. <laughs> exactly. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no,
1: guys, you can't bring anything back. I've had that question and no... That is not possible, but you can bring energy back, but not yeah. physical things. If you can bring yep. physical things back or something like that, you're probably looking at something that's dark magic.
0: Mm-hmm. Just
1: saying, honestly, like I'm pretty positive that's what happens. Now It's not like materialize and dematerialize, but I'm just saying.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's kind of like a layer. You're So like the way I describe it is kind of like saran wrap mixed with a one-way mirror you can see through it but because you are on a different plane of existence regular people can't see you now animals and some psychic mediums may be able to um those astral projecting for the first time or even seasoned travelers start out i i just as well i shouldn't even assume this but i feel like a lot of them start at their house because this plane of the astral realm is one of the closest if not uh, closest to the waking earth plane
1: right yeah I don- i've not that wasn't how i per- like because again like where this is the differences like it didn't start out mm-hmm. like that for me but i can understand why it would for some people like i have but that was when i was mm-hmm. already into it
0: mm-hmm. so different types of astral travel experiences so you can experience past lives remote viewing seeing other planets worlds Astral attacks, etc. And astral attacks, there are times where negative entities will attack you in this fashion, especially if you have a negative attachment or haunting, or sometimes, like Chas said, sometimes things just want to mess with you or because they're feeding off of you, not because they're attached, but it can be if you have an attachment. Yeah. They can forcefully pull you out of your body at times, depending on the entity. And inflict harm on your astral body. And sometimes that can translate to your physically physical body. Whether that's through torturous acts, SA, violence, mental games, from illusions, etc. And even if they don't force you out of your body, they can wait until you knowingly or unknowingly astral project to get at you or when you are in a dreaming state. So. All right. So the meaning of astral travel. Now we have some open-ended questions. So what astral travel can teach us about ourselves in the universe? So Chaz, do you know what the astral travel can teach us about ourselves in the universe?
1: I think it can show a lot about who you truly are because like on the in contrary to emily's experiences yes i've shared some things with y'all where i've like used swords and knives and stuff that's only been like two or three times that i can remember for me um more or less i so it doesn't happen as much as it used to but i, I still have sometimes apocalyptic style stuff but before i got into this work i was having tons of dreams of like I was in a war zone or a hellish zone or something and I was saving people like and I was I was taking care of people and hiding them and just in general helping people against the enemy against darker things. Well, now it's translated over into my waking life. So these actual experiences where I never really had to do hand to hand combat and even the bad things that I run across, they don't try me. Like, I know that sound. I'm not trying to even sound like a snob, like I'm serious. I don't fight with things on uh, the astral. And if I do, it's almost like I don't get attacked. Like, I get attacked while I'm in that between or awake state. Or I get attacked more in the physical stuff, In in the dream realm or the astral realm. It's not like that. It's like there's no comparison and I don't know why. I mean, I have a good idea why, but I don't know the definite reason for that. In turn, I think that it can prepare you for your life's purpose. It can prepare you for life in general. And, you know, I've I receive information in my dreams and astral experiences, but I get more down. I I experience a lot of this stuff consciously. It's almost like a split consciousness like i don't know that's how i explain it i think that's uh, all i got for that one
0: (laughs) i will say like i learned that you know during a fight or flight or freeze i'm more of a fighter (laughs) for sure it translates over into the astral realm when i have to fight things because i often have attacks well i shouldn't say i have attacks as often as i used to now that the haunting's done but I will find myself in situations where I'm on a mission, fighting things. So,
1: yeah, I mean, I, that's understandable, and that's part of your that that would kind of line up, I guess, um, with what I was saying. And like, that's part of your path. Mm-hmm. That's part of the, like you know what you're meant to do, and you're doing it in that particular way because that maybe is the way that. You consciously understand it. And I just think it's fascinating. I think it's interesting how we both have the same things happen just in different ways.
0: Mm-hmm. When we get through all of this, I want to share a recent Astral Realm experience mission that I had.
1: It That'll was, be awesome.
0: It was fucky as fuck. <laughs> oh,
1: well, never mind.
0: <laughs> I mean, it wasn't scary or anything. It was just like a what the fuck kind of situation. Right. Oh, yeah. For sure. And then, how can astral travel help us grow and evolve?
1: Well, I'd say the same. I mean, it's kind of similar. Like, it, it astral travel has helped me understand. Again, it's different for me. You might have a better answer for this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it helped me along my spiritual journey. But, again, the stuff that I do now is reflected into the astral traveling that I've done. And I think... Um, really I'm kind of like going in the sense of energetic work so it's like a what we do there kind of mirrors here just like the astral work that I did um, last night with my client is very similar I reflected what I was doing energetically here reflected all the way to her home which is five and a half hours away from where I live I mean that's the all only right. way I know how to explain it like it's helped me all those vivid dreams and astral experiences, I think, and the everything that we've talked about thus far has helped me work with my clients or just people in general in a different way, like, and to help them in a different way. And now I'm getting more, like, I've done the type of things I've talked about, but now I'm getting more into, like, the healing part of it, like, healing earth energy, healing homes, and, like, healing people and remotely because I don't have the ability to travel and do like, for example, Reiki on somebody, but I'm Mm -hmm. working hard on doing it here. So that's kind of reflective in my journey. Uh, That's where I'm at now, which I will, uh, when we get done with this, I definitely want to share like the other half of that, that story too. So that'll be cool.
0: Mm -hmm. I would say like for me for, okay. I get a lot of information from my guides and stuff from astral travel so like recently chas i spoke to you about like this experience i had where i was talking to this guide and he was talking to me about astral spiders specifically the ikatomi and he told me that you know weavers which are a type of spider predict plagues
1: but yeah i think you definitely i've noticed that about you like you get tons of information whereas some people don't get as much information from their astral experiences and that would be me i don't i don't Mm -hmm. always get a bunch of like i don't meet people and talk to them uh sometimes i do but a lot of times i don't they're just more experiences for me and then people are there and we're working together for one purpose for me that information comes in while i'm awake so it's just different it's your astral experience just because Again, just because we do similar stuff, we don't get information uh the same way. And I think that has a lot to do with your, um, like I've spoke about before, your in your astrological chart where everything, okay. your Mercury my Mercury's in the twelfth house, just like yours too, but yours is conjuncting with Neptune and Uranus, which is like the planet of dreams and the planet of like upheave or just like, you know, not necessarily transformation. There's a lot of things to go in with it, but I think that has a lot to do with your life's journey now and why you have that happen in the dream state it's just cool
0: Mm -hmm. yeah like having my grandpa on the asher realm kind of like sternly like i don't know it's not yelling but it's kind of like i don't know how to describe it but he's giving you a
1: talking to
0: yeah he's like you need to stop eating them uh those instant noodles they got bad bad chemicals in there and that's why you're having these problems you need to stop drinking this stupid stuff you put in your water to make it taste better just well he doesn't say suck it up but it's pro. it's just like you need to just eat things of how they are and eat more natural foods instead of this fast food shit because it's making you sicker which he's right <laughs> yeah i mean i'm paraphrasing so much- too he wasn't he wasn't mean he was just
1: you know stern he was telling you you've got to stop doing this because this is what it's doing to you especially where you know you have your allergies and stuff it's already hard on your body which is completely understandable Mm -hmm. it's like you get a lot of your mediumship through these experiences especially Mm -hmm. when it's coming to talking to spirits and stuff and they're very vivid for you in Mm -hmm. turn again mine aren't I do my stuff mostly awake and then when I go to sleep it's totally different
0: Mm mm-hmm But, so, do you have any, like, unusual or extraordinary experiences that just stand out to you?
1: In terms of, like...
0: Astral, like, experiences. um, Just anyone that sticks out that you will never forget, kind of.
1: I'm thinking... I mean of course the one that I've told everybody about the one I'll never forget is when I had my very first astral realm experience or vision I guess you could say and I wasn't I was still in between that sleep and awake state but I was more Mm -hmm. on the side of sleep and it's when I met uh Jesus Christ and I saw that big ball of glowing light, which has turned into, I mean, I know I said it, but this actually goes right into the other part of what I was gonna say, uh-huh. which I'll hold off, of course, until we're done. But yeah, um, that was the one that I'll never forget. I've never had an astral experience that was as vivid as that. Um, I didn't know at that time that I technically needed glasses, that my vision was bad. And in this vision, I could see clearer than I can see looking outside of my window or being outside. Um, I'll never forget that and it is so vivid that I can put so something that I've said before at some point somewhere either on the podcast I think on the podcast a while back um, even though I was in the bed and I was lifting up and looking over at him I kept having visions for years of me standing beside of him and this glowing orb this glowing ball like I could see myself looking down at him and this ball and everything and I didn't understand why well in the last two weeks I've kind of figured out why I mean in the last week like it's kind of been very helpful with what I'm going through now in my journey but yeah that's probably the most um predominant one and then of course um there's several things like I'll tell you a scary one so when I was getting into um this stuff it was probably like a year and a half two years ago so it was I was already in it to win it but Um, I've traveled to, like, hellish places, and they generally will be, like, houses or places or whatever, but I was in this, like, I don't know, it could have been the best haunted house in the world, but it had one of those uh, sunroom type things, but it was older from, like, the 1800s, and the stairs were all, like confusion confusing and stuff and it's just place was really messed up but it almost seemed like hell in a way or something like that um a hell hellish realm there wasn't no brimstone and fire but the people that were in that house were very tormented and um i saw a pool that was like in the sunroom where all the flowers and stuff or plants and stuff were or supposed to be there wasn't there was a pool of water and um It was really really weird it wasn't water it was actually gasoline and there was like an evil entity looking being on the side of the pool and um he had a gas can and this woman was waiting in a pool full of kerosene and um it was really weird i don't know if it was kerosene or gasoline or whatever i don't think it was kerosene maybe it was for some reason, I feel like that, but what I'm getting ready to say might not add up to that, but um, she was in there. She was nude. She was crying. I could tell she was emotionally hurt. This thing was, like, preying on that. She had, like, deep black eyeliner that was streaming down her face and red lipstick that was smeared, and her hair was blonde to her shoulders and curly, and she's, like, screaming, and he he had that gas can, and he made her drink it, and he set her on fire like in her mouth and she
0: started like melting and it was fucked up damn i feel like yeah sometimes when you're i I wonder if you saw someone's astral attack
1: or Um, i think this person was passed
0: oh oh and he was being she was being tortured in the afterlife (laughs)
1: either that yeah or a piece of her or a fractal of yeah. her or be a her being yeah of her being like an earthbound spirit and mm-hmm. something containing because one thing I have learned that I would you know like to learn more about is or just for information which I know a lot about it but I feel like there's things that still I need to channel in or talk to other people about um these entities contain people in these places and this could have been let's just say figuratively this was a real place well this could have been an old house that was built back in like the 1850s and this is the spirits that are left there and then these darker things they could they'll they'll lock spirits like earthbound spirits in they'll lock them in a place to continually feed off of them until there's nothing left prime example of that well i'll i'll put it to you this way there's a famous murder case of somebody that worshiped demons particularly and I that was one of the first astral experiences I had was with this case because it's a local case for me and that's what I saw I saw this man's spirit in that home and he was fading away because the darkness was feeding off of his soul like slowly but surely and it was a piece of his soul before he Went completely like wacko dark. when know he was younger, which is a story I'm kind of saving and I'm going to share it at a later time. But that's just another that's another astral experience I'll never oh. forget either. I've had so many of them, you know. And honestly, I I'm sure I for, definitely forgot some, but here that that I used to have more experiences like that. Also, this is a very good point. I would have more experiences like that before I got to where I am now. Now these experiences happen when I'm wide ass awake. Mm -hmm. I have more crazy shit happen to me in my visions when I'm awake. So, and then I do when I'm asleep, but it wasn't always like that. So I think that's a fair assessment too. That's a possibility. Cause again, it's all, there's so many different possibilities and so many different ways we experience stuff now those things and those images and stuff they they're still not as deep um the images are still not as deep as or vivid rather and deep is a word too sometimes they are but not as like an astral experience i can still see these things but sometimes they now they come in different forms like they'll be fuzzy a little bit or whatnot but i can still see it compared to like the astral experience but it's all dependent on the certain energy and my energy and everything else so just so many
0: factors. Mm-hmm. That's funky. Yeah. So for me recently, 5/16/23 to be exact <laughs> <laughs> at
1: 3:37 a.m. No, I'm kidding.
0: I wonder if I should start writing down the times too. Anyway. Absolutely. That's the that's the first time that popped up, so anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. That day or night morning it was probably like early in the morning if we're being honest um so during this astronaut realm experience i see a bunch of doors and i believe they were like i want to say there were black doors but now i don't remember that part but i remember seeing a bunch of doors and i first start off at this school where i'm sitting in a classroom this guy comes up to me and asked if i would come help him fulfill a mission For whatever reason, I agree. I have to take this key and unlock this motel-looking door. The first time I picked the door, it was wrong. So it's like I put the key in the keyhole and it was the wrong door. And the man gets frustrated and starts trying the other person he recruited. (laughs) He finds out they have some kind of, like, this is where it gets weird. So they have, like, Mm -hmm. some kind of gun, and so, yeah, he gets kicked out of the vehicle. It's, yeah, anyway. Eventually, I get outside and stumble upon a pile of people. This pile was made up of several bodies, but they weren't whole. The guy Mm. that I was helping on a whim, so I guess it was the Black Doors. Okay, yeah, I'm remembering. So the guy so the guy that I was helping on a whim collects them. So he's the guy that I was helping turned out to be the bad guy. Oh great. Yeah. But oops. <laughs> There's something I need to get And, of course, these pieces of once alive beings start doing um um SA things, of course. Oh what? Yeah. I I'm not Jesus done yet. It's fucked I told I'm you I'm sorry,
1: I'm gonna take a minute to bring in some light because Yes I'm... please. I'm seeing this. Yeah. Like, I'm seeing them reanimate now. I'm not seeing them do that kind of stuff, but I'm seeing them like reanimate it's, and start twitching and stuff. And then, gross. like, am I seeing it right though? Are they like it, animating and start twitching and then start doing stuff? Yep. Oh, Lord.
0: okay. So they were handsy and sexual and it was uncomfortable. Eventually, I got what was requested. Ooh, my ears are doing a weird thing. Ooh, pressure change. Yeah. So as I'm running through this place that's made up of real biological humans, and then there's some synthetic ones mixed in, but they're like synthetic but extremely human-like robots, I learn that the robots are trying to take over by tricking the humans into this portal or by fighting them.
1: Guys, okay, here we go. AI (laughs) taking over the world. That's
0: exactly the first thing I thought.
1: Yeah, well, that's really interesting, too. That's, like, really, really weird.
0: Yeah. It was fucky. But I obviously didn't, like, I didn't finish his mission. I had to finish, then, my own mission to fix everything. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah, it was fucking disgusting.
1: Right, right. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, and I wanted to bring up too. So, remember that dream or astral realm experience of the redhead that got smushed? Yeah.
1: That? Yeah. We talked about that, I would say, about seven to 10 episodes ago, if you just guys are wondering.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think about so when we talked about the, it. At Paracon, there was that person who collected the Haunted dolls at his booth. Yeah. And there, remember I was saying how I got a headache in that booth and it felt weird. Well, yeah. so there was this um, turtle with the head of a doll. And I think it had arms and legs of a doll. I forget. But the Ooh. head was a redhead girl. And that was the one that was supposedly giving me a headache. And when I looked at it, it gave me that flash of that experience I had. Oh, and then gosh. I asked him about like, hey, like one of these dolls are giving me a headache and he's probably he pointed to the one i'm talking about and he's like yeah that one was hit by a car
1: oh wow
0: and i was like that's fucking weird
1: (laughs) yeah that was spirit um that was spirit um giving you a point of reference Mm -hmm. yeah for sure and guys that's how it comes in like you'll get points of references because when I can't really talk much well i guess i can i was working on a case that's not been released to the public and that's all i'll say for that but basically this person what happened to him uh spirit gave me a point of reference for paul murdaugh and it was exactly the same he was shot in the head and the chest and spirit said paul murdaugh and that's how i figured out what happened to the the guy Mm-hmm. So, same thing, point of reference uh, for psychic abilities.
0: Mm-hmm. So, then I'm going to get into the difference between astral travel and dreaming because some people can't tell the difference. And sometimes they are almost one in the same and that's why you got to write them down because you'll have to go over your notes later and then that's when you'll be able to tell the difference. Yep. But so, knowing the difference between lucid dreaming and astral travel during a sleep experience is tricky and sometimes... Um, difficult, especially without keeping track and writing each experience down in a journal of some sort. so I recommend doing that sometimes it may be obvious, especially if you get something weird and random, like being chased by a massive barney or playing miniature golf with an Elmo head golf ball, Lord or sayingWguard and Levivio swatter <laughs> anyway. <laughs> From my personal experience on the astral realm, when you fall asleep and move to a dreaming state, your consciousness goes to another plane of existence. I've had this happen to me while astral traveling and literally had my spirit guide or spirit comrades hold my body and or try to wake me up. It is very trippy and sometimes very awkward. Yeah,
1: definitely. And you know what? I'm, I am I want to say this about your water dream. I don't think that I don't know if you're saying that's just a dream or not, because Mm -hmm. the fact that I saw it, it's really interesting. And the things that have occurred at your house that we have shared with everybody, you were in there with water, which is purifying and cleansing. And Mm -hmm. you were doing that. And I bet you were cleansing that house.
0: My parents. Oh, my parents gave. Okay, so my mom gave me all the cleansing stuff because she doesn't want to burn it in the house because my brother and dad have really bad asthma and allergies.
1: Yep. And I think you were actually last night, you were actually cleansing that house. So you know what you can do now? You can go back to that vision and you can visualize doing that to the home and seal the home that way.
0: Yes. You know what's yes. interesting too? One of the girls at the booth, um, a different booth offered me well, it wasn't for free, but they're like, Hey, we have this stuff you can use. It's like Almost like holy water, but it's a cleansing water. And yeah. I, yeah, is I it called it... tar water? Yes.
1: Yeah. First, I've had a feeling it was tar water. That's what spirit said.
0: That's what spirit said. Mm-hmm. said. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I wanted it, but you know, my bank account couldn't handle it. So,
1: absolutely. We're going to make some tar water. That's fine.
0: It's, fine. it's fine. But yeah, so that's why we got to write this down. I haven't written that experience down yet because I'm behind. Gotta slap okay.
1: me on the wrist. <laughs> I know I, you've missed just like one or two out of 473,000 years. It's fine.
0: Out of four years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, guys, sometimes you can't tell the difference. As for knowing the difference while you are in an experience, again, write it down because sometimes you'll be like me. Or you'll be on autopilot with your astral self or higher self navigating. In which case, being able to go back and analyzing, which chastity you just said, the experience is the only thing you can do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Analyze. And it
1: can help you. It, it can help you grow. You know, it's going to yeah. help you grow no matter what. Yep
0: analyze what you were doing, who you were with, where you were, smells, textures, feelings, etc. All of this is important. Whether or not you were in control, who or what you did see, how did you see these things, were you viewing things from a first person or a third person point of view, or were you viewing them both simultaneously? If you are experiencing things from multiple views simultaneously, you are astral projecting. At least that's What it's like for me, a lot of times I will be experiencing something through another's eyes, which would make it first person, but then I will be simultaneously watching things unfold from a distance, aka third person, to gain another perspective, or I will be by myself experiencing it with an outsider view. My theory behind this has to do with being more a part of the collective in this state.
1: Yep, makes sense. Mm
0: Mm-hmm and then we we this is where we're going to get into the conclusion so do you have anything to add before I get into the conclusions
1: yeah I just wanted because I've been saying I wanted to tell yeah. everybody this and it's it's kind of more along the lines of because I correlate dreams and astral projections and I kind of core in because we're talking about remote viewing a little bit too but mm-hmm. something that has happened is is i've learned to actually take like i said take my light harness it and in my hands or whatever but something else that's actually happened that's really interesting is um i don't it's something newer to me like being fully conscious and stuff i can actually pull up grids now i can pull up and i don't know how else to explain this this is really hard to explain i'm just now getting into it but when i was sealing some portals or whatnot I was telling you guys about, the way that I sensed them is like instead of visualizing going through the house, which I had already done, once I did that, even though I've not seen but a couple pictures of the house, and I don't I mean just a couple, I was literally standing up and I can energetically feel them now with clairsentient abilities. And it pulls up like a 3D grid that is around me, front, back, 360 degree grid basically and clairsentiently i'm feeling where these portals are and they They all popped up at the same time, and I know this is crazy, but in my mind's eye, so there was four portals I had to close. One was in the living room. I saw the double windows. One was in the kitchen by like the back door. One was above somebody's bed, and the other one was like near the bathroom in another bedroom. They were in a 360 degree like circle surrounding me, and I was able to almost like how you see um it's similar to this but not the same i could sense them and when i sensed them i could see them as needed so i wouldn't see the rest of the house i just saw where the portals were and i was able to turn like literally while i was standing up and using like um how can I say this by like building up your energy and using hand motions and stuff Mm -hmm. physically instead of just mentally that's what that's the big change I'm saying here I've been working on is physically using hand motions to close things with my energy that's what I do yeah I was able to actually do it because I've always done it in my mind but I was like well and I do, I do the Reiki with my hands and stuff, and I visualize it, but now I've merged them in together, and when I did that, it almost was like a level up, and I even did a confirmation reading for myself, and I think over the next month, it's going to continue to pan out, and it's it's kind of me combining things together and figuring out stuff still because we're constantly learning, but the fact that I could feel These, I could feel this energy. It's not the energy. I felt this place around me and I could clairsentiently, sentiently feel where the, and I've always been able to feel where energy's blocked on people, like therapeutic massage, or I can always tell where people are hurting. I have the ability to like scan over their body, either with my intuitive abilities or with my hands and find the exact place that's painful on somebody. Well, it's the same thing, but with houses and it like 360 degrees around me, it was wild it was just, it was wild. And then um, the kind of the same thing happened like with my other client that I was telling you where I went in and did the kind of the Reiki clearing and pulling out energy tubes and gloopy gloppy energy and stuff like that. I just thought it was really neat. And it's another like remote viewing out of body type experience, but the way that it ended up and I was awake when this happened and this is where I was talking about vibrating. Um, so as soon as I got done, I was still in this state of like being able to go wherever I wanted in a similar way, like astral travel. And it was like, I, I was giving gratitude and thanks for the guardians that I, I left the people or the entities or beings that helped me the divine beings you know and um i actually traveled somewhere else completely and i've done this in that in between sleep and awake state like where i go down these star tubes like stars are flying past me and stuff well I did that again but it wasn't quite as much like I was kind of in the tube basically but I literally shot straight up in the air and I know this is crazy and hundreds of people probably hear this I don't care if y'all think I'm crazy or not because it was an amazing experience but I shot up straight through the sky into space and then I like hypersonically went somewhere else and I ended up in like this beautiful field with mountains and then all these beings. And I normally don't have experiences like this, but I was already to that point and it was so high vibrational. Um, This is what, I'll tell you what happened when I come back. That's when the vibrating started. But um, I went and I was surrounded by these like people, but they were, uh, they were spirits and they were golden and glowing. And then I swear, I shouldn't swear when I say this, but then I saw, I saw Jesus in this place. I know it was crazy because that's, I'm pulling my light, you know, like that's my story, right? Mm -hmm. So that's part of my, and I, I say story, but that's my experience rather. That's my life story on how I got this far. And what do you do when you see Jesus? I bowed and thanked him for all of his help and he held my hands. And then when I come, when I come back down, now this was with my eyes closed, which I do it with my eyes closed or whatever. This isn't just like having a psychic vision. This was like an experience and I was wide awake. And then I come back down to my body, but I, it was like, I attuned to such a high vibration. That's when like, if you could imagine energy off of your body, it was almost like I was sitting i was still consciously thoughts in my my body but whatever it was uh whatever extra body you want to say like it was sitting just slightly outside of myself in a way and then imagine like a couple inches two or three inches um on the whole outside of my body especially on the top of my crown chakra that's when i started vibrating but it wasn't on my skin it was like inches away from it and it was so high vibrational I was dizzy but I had this just overwhelming sense of peace and joy and fulfillment and happiness and like all this kind of stuff and you know of course I, I, I nobody can validate that for me but I mean it was amazing and that happened last night so that's what I'm saying like I'm I'm embarking on a new part of whatever this is happening to me like and I'm embracing it and spirit's been preparing me for it for a while now like and I'm noticing that I'm getting into subjects or things that end up popping up within a few days of me needing to do this or that and the other and I mean I've done clearings and stuff but I'm trying to do them at a different level now because I want to I want to be able to help people further like if I could fly out and cleanse somebody's house I've been able to Dude, I've been able to throw up protection, but as far as like remote clearings and stuff, I'm getting, I, I'm able to close things and get things away, but I want to be able to like clear out people's houses and them not have a problem anymore from a distance. And that's what I'm working on. It was a beautiful experience. And yeah, that's what I wanted to share. Ooh, fun. Ain't that cool?
0: Yeah. I, I thought it was
1: pretty. F- Freaking cool. Like, cause, you know, I don't always have the most positive experiences. And that's because, you know, the work that I do. Emily, you have much more positive experiences than I do when it comes to um uh astral projection and stuff like that. Like it's not always like that for me. Um, but I can feel them around me, but for me to be able to like see them and stuff, it's a different place. And it was just it was amazing so Mm -hmm.
0: it used to not be like that because during the haunting I used to get tormented almost every single night
1: right and I don't Mm -hmm. know if it's it's because I like I've never just allowed myself to do it you know what I'm saying because I'm always so focused on helping other people that I kind of um push back experiences for myself Mm because I have a hard time take I'll take care of somebody else before I take care of myself Mm -hmm. right so that's just type of person I am like I give I I give a lot and I should probably and it's not in a selfish way I should give myself more of my gifts I guess you could say
0: Mm -hmm. well in order to grow and learn you need to have some self-development there so you need to experience some more things
1: right and I mean I, I, I understand that but it's like it's in a different way uh-huh. like I do it um doing it visually like that I feel it and I sense it but I don't allow I, I guess I don't I can't really give you answers is the only thing I really know is like I allowed myself to go there if that uh-huh. makes sense and that's part of this stuff too like it kind of ties back in in a way is like you have to just go with the flow and allow yourself because uh-huh. you can you can. You can grow and have amazing things happen and amazing stuff, but like it just keeps getting better. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense.
0: I also though asked my spirit guides too to have it a certain way, and they delivered. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I yeah. understand that. Um, I completely get that because I asked for that, uh, for all kinds of things. Um, but I've never really asked for it in dreams and stuff like that because I get so much information awake that it's not been as necessary, if that makes sense. But I figured, you know, like if I'm already in that high vibrational state and I want to I just saw a light in the corner, of uh, angel light in the corner of my room up top. Um, and it's a validation and I can't even remember now what I was gonna say, but I was I guess I don't know where I was going with that. Now that totally threw me off and it's not a bad, nothing bad. It was good, but I guess, you know, just allowing myself to take more time for those types of experiences in astral travel or a projection or out of body experiences. I've always just taken care of everybody else, if that makes sense. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I have parties with dead people like my dead relatives or just other beings.
1: Right. And I mean, that's really cool. You know, mm-hmm. I just, I've never, I've never, it's not that I've never had an interest. I've just, I've always put other, when I do that kind of stuff, I always, mm-hmm. and just put everything. And it's nothing, it's not saying it's good or bad or nothing. It's just only time I've ever used it. And I've asked. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've asked for things and I'll get them. I like when I do readings, like when I've had Rochelle read me, I ask spirit and I ask my grandmother to val to validate for specific things or when I have clients and stuff, I, and I, I, I ask and I receive, it's just a different type of receiving, I guess you could say. hmm but yeah, that's pretty much it. I just thought it was a really, really cool experience, mm-hmm. and I don't think I'll forget it. Now it's sealed forever in our Lights at Midnight Library. <laughs>
0: that's like my experience with Shiva when he took me to his realm. It was so fucking cool. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. So, conclusion here. Lastly, I would like to place heavy focus on the idea that this is not a playground to dick around in, and it's always best to abide by your guides. Or guides' instructions. This is not a place to start vendettas or to look for trouble on purpose. If something is leaving you alone, don't poke and prod at it. A negative entity will make you its bitch and will torture you and do heinous acts towards you. So don't purposely put yourself in a situation because it can be traumatizing and it's not something you want to experience. I promise.
1: Yep, and sometimes we're meant to experience things Mm -hmm. just to grow. You know, we're we're meant to experience darker stuff to learn about them. And I mean, it's not always avoidable, but it's a very good thing to keep in mind. Don't put yourself in the middle of stuff that you really don't understand, even Mm -hmm. if you feel like you understand it. Find out more information and then try again later, Mm because it's not, you know, it's dangerous. Again, it's physically dangerous. Mm
0: -hmm. That's why I'm not.
1: If you doing, feel like sorry.
0: if you feel like you have to go out and start like getting rid of demons, mm, I would not do that unless you have a client with a demon problem and you're trying to help a client. N- don't just like go around and be like, I'm going to get all the demons and I'm going to fight them all and I'm going to get rid of them. Because let me tell you, um, yeah, they'll make you it- their bitch and it's not going to yeah. be a good time.
1: They'll chew you up and spit you out because that comes from a place of ego and everything mm-hmm. deserves respect until it's not deserving respect anymore. Mm-hmm. And when it crosses that line is when you want to deal with it and they will play on that part of your ego. And when people think about ego, they think like we we all have ego, but you're, you're, it's coming from a place of it's not proper where the place it's mm-hmm. coming from. You have to have a directive that's coming from the heart. And even though you may want to go out and battle and fight evil or whatever it is, you cannot do that because you're just creating energetic enemies, basically, for no good reason. And you can't take on Mm -hmm. a whole, even with your spirit team, it's just, it's not, it's not ethical, Mm -hmm. there's there's ethics when it comes to this kind of stuff and it's not practical either and it you know this ain't a video game this Mm -hmm. isn't anime situations like it doesn't and that's just reference points of reference um it's you know it's not that way so Mm -hmm. being new at this and just getting a little bit some people like to run before they can walk and i get it because you get excited but this is not something you want to just dive into because you've had a couple experiences mm-hmm. again i keep seeing lights what is in my room yo there's another light that just went across my room lights it was bright i'm just kidding i know but this is the <laughs> second night in a row that it happened but this one was a white light
0: That's
1: good. i um, and it's a little chilly in here oh. wow well, hmm. yeah we'll talk later about it yeah. but yeah i've been having stuff like that happen but pretty much yeah just be safe
0: Mm-hmm. And I was going to say something, and now I forgot what it was going to be about, like, oh, and I remember. So when I talk about, like, my missions and experiences, they're not something that I say, oh, hey, I'm going to go on this mission. Typically, my spirit guides put me on this mission for a learning lesson. So it's not something that I decide on my own. Ever. Right. Ever. Right, so exactly. I just wanted to clear that up. But if you do end up astral traveling, please, 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 please practice caution and safety. And even if you do, there's no guarantee that you won't get attacked here and there. I'm trying to, or not just me, but Chas and I are trying to set you up with success and to be real as possible. I yep. still get attacked. I know you get attacked from time to time, yep. but. You know, at this point, we're kind of desensitized.
1: Yeah, we're desensitized and we know what we can do and what we can't do. And even though we're still growing through our experiences, we still practice caution. And even when we get attacked, we're able to realize it because it can be very sneaky. It comes in over time. like. You know, you can work on stuff, and then a week later, you start to feel, like, really, really tired. This Mm -hmm. just happened to me, and I had to do a full energetic cleanse because I realized, I'm like, oh, hey, this is some oppressive energy coming on me, and I just could not sleep well. Um, It comes in all kinds of forms, which we're going to talk, we're going to kind of cover spiritual protection again, but maybe in a more in-depth way and from some different angles instead of just your basic like how can you do this Well, we're gonna we're gonna get into the how you can do this but just from a different angle to yep. here in the next couple episodes so i think that's going to be super important
0: also chas and i know how to defend ourselves so i mean it takes a lot of experience to do this and you know because of our lesson plans our guides some of us have trained um, strictly on how to fight and defend ourselves, so when it comes to attacks, we can typically get through them with ease. Sometimes yeah. it's shocking, but we get through it.
1: <laughs> yep, yeah, and it can, it translates from the there to your physical. Yeah. The physical, like. Depression, mm-hmm. weird thoughts. This goes back to understanding the difference between influence thoughts, your own thoughts, and divine whispers. That's mm-hmm. kind of how I've it cat- that's my words I've category- categorized, made categories for. So, I mean, you might not find that um in that exact terms if you start searching for it, you know? So, I just want to make that clear. If you're going to look for it, it might not come out quite that way. But
0: mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, and,
1: that's kind of what all that is. And
0: I'll say, like, going through and transitioning things to the body, I had a client with demon problems. She still does. We're, we're still working on it. This one's going to take a while. But I woke up with bruises on my body. And I'm like, mm, this ain't normal. And I know why. Like, they have a succubus problem. And Right. Or incubus. And you I hadn't closed
1: those portals yet. They nope, I forgot to close the
0: fucking portals in my office. But hey, I already now I closed them. So we're good right. now. Right, and that's a
1: common practice. Like we sometimes we even forget we get caught up in life. I mean, we're people, we're humans. Even though this is crazy stuff, this is a lot to do with visualization Mm -hmm. and validation. Because as long as we're visualizing the stuff until we have validation, we can't even prove it. But at this point, we've proved it so many times. Even though it still kind of feels for me sometimes like unreal, like oh my gosh, this is crazy. How Mm -hmm. is this happening? I have now validated it um, with multiple people. So, I mean, that helps. Validation helps so, so much in this. And if you can practice, practice safely, guys. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's all I personally have for this episode.
0: I need to make a poster that has, (laughs) because I'm ADHD and I'm going to forget, like, the steps of before and after of what I need to do after working with the client and cleansing my space needs to be, like, number one on the fucking list
1: absolutely it's a process
0: enclosing portals and stuff but um the future of astral travel i feel like as more people awaken i think it will become more popular however currently i think there's much to be learned about it not only in a spiritual manner but a scientific one as well And when it comes to dreaming and or lucid dreaming, sometimes you may find that you can dream and astral project simultaneously or that dreams that you may consider to be lucid dreams may actually be astral realm experiences, which is why it is important to document. Like I said, I keep saying document it because I'm a firm believer that that will help you grow. So.
1: Absolutely. I agree. And I I want to focus on documenting my cases more mm-hmm. professionally and all that stuff too, which I've started working on like just keeping a record of everything and that way if I ever need to like make something formal, I have it. So yeah, and that goes for everything you do spiritually. Mm-hmm. Like we're not saying write down your whole life, but you definitely want to keep a record of the most important things mm-hmm. because sometimes after you have so many experiences you forget. I mean, yep, I do. That's how it goes
0: the one i told you about with the bodies and shit i have completely forgot about it even though it was a few days ago but yep i had i wrote it down and then uh, i started remembering it as i read through it so
1: and you don't have to write it down y'all you can just actually you can voice you can download the voice recorder on your oh, phone that's and true. Keep, yeah you can keep if you're not a writer you can just voice dock it, cuz i've done that several times mm-hmm. when i don't have the time to write it all down
0: mm-hmm. but yeah that's all i got Mm-tay. well guys
1: we hope you enjoyed this episode and got some good information out of it and yeah i think we are going to try to do a origin story dun, 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 for Yay. the next episode yes so until next time guys it's a wrap hey if you have a haunted story you want to share you can email us at Lights at midnight podcast at gmail.com. Get in touch with us there. We'd love to hear from you. We really appreciate y'all uh hanging around and checking it out. And yeah, thank you so much. We are super excited to bring you some super awesome content. We really appreciate you
0: guys checking us out. Thank you to all that took the time to listen to this week's episode. Your support means the world to us. And remember All of us have the ability to shine brightly and shed positivity, even in the darkest of places. Stay safe, stay well, and light it up!